is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. We'll, of course, take your calls about anything that you like, uh, although we're doing things a little bit different tonight. Normally, we are in our LRN.FM studios in Keene, New Hampshire. Tonight... We are in New York City, and Mark is here with me. Good evening. That's right. Uh, so we will be talking to uh, some interesting guests here uh, throughout the evening as we sort of celebrate the uh, the launch of uh, BidInstant.com and their uh, their new offices here in Manhattan. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, BidInstant has been uh, promoted for quite a, uh, quite a while now on Free Talk Live as, uh, as a great option for folks to go and get their hands on some, uh, their digital hands, if you will, on uh, some bitcoins, and of course uh, we're pretty big fans of uh, the Bitcoin here on Free Talk Live. So there's that to discuss, and of course we'll take your calls. Uh, you can still call in about anything you want, even though we are here live on location uh, in Manhattan at the BitInstant.com offices. Uh, the number again, 855-450-FREE. So uh, let's start out tonight. Just, I mean, let's bring our listeners up to speed. Since we have Eric uh, with us here, he is uh, Eric, can I say your last name? I don't know if that's Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Eric, Eric Voorhees uh, is, is with us, and uh, he is the Director of Marketing and Communications for BitInstant. You had to give up a lot to come and take this job. You had already made the move to New Hampshire, Yep. and now you're living in New York City. What what uh, what inspired you to make such a, a radical change? Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I was in New Hampshire. Uh, I just moved there about a year prior, um, very much liking it there in Portsmouth. And uh, as our company started growing, um, it just made a lot of sense for us to all be in one location. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we're in sort of the world of new finance, uh, it made sense for us to open an office here in Manhattan, mainly for business connections, um, people that we can just see as they fly in, you know, around the world. They they always land here, and we can just meet with people very easily. center of this Western Hemisphere. Right. If we want to take over global finance, Manhattan is a really obvious place to start. So, a Bitcoin. Uh, for the uninitiated, obviously we talk about it every night on Free Talk Live uh, as to what it is, but uh, give the pitch. Uh, you know, what, What's a Bitcoin for somebody who's never heard of it? Right. So, Bitcoin is two things. It is a, uh, a currency, and it is a payment system on which you send that currency. So, um, it's both a unit of account and a way to send that unit around the world. Uh, just as the world has dollars and euros and yen, it also has Bitcoins now. So what makes bitcoins valuable? I mean, we know that uh, most currencies are issued by governments, and um, they say that, you know, you must take this currency. That's what makes theirs valuable. Um, and then some currencies, like uh, silver, I, you know, they, they have backing of their own. You know, it has intrinsic value. What makes bitcoin valuable? Right. So this is usually the first question people ask, why would I ever want a bitcoin? Why is it valuable? And the reason it's valuable is because, like anything that's valuable, it's useful and it's scarce. So you can do things with it, and there's a limited number of them, and that gives it a price in the market. Yeah. Now, bitcoins are essentially the the most valuable currency on the planet as as, as a denomination, right? Yeah, it's actually an interesting point. Uh, right now, one bitcoin's worth about nine dollars and eighty cents. Right, nine seventy nine is what I got. What you mean by that is you're comparing it to all the other government currencies out there. Nominal, yeah, nominally one for one. I, th- I believe a bitcoin is more valuable than any. Any government Unless currency. you consider an ounce of gold, I suppose. Yes, an ounce of gold is a lot more. Expensive. And bitcoins didn't start at ten dollars a piece, which is close to what their current price is. Correct. They started at what, like zero. 
zero. They started at zero. And they went to two cents or when, whatever. And well, they started at what, um, you know, let's say there was two pizzas delivered for 10,000 They started at 10,000 bitcoins for two pizzas. Wow. That, that's the original exchange rate. That's the genesis. <laughs> that's I'd like to get change. that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when these were created, obviously no one knew what they were going to be doing with them, and they didn't have a real price. There was no market for them. Um, so one of the huge milestones, of course, was someone trading a Bitcoin for something of value. And the first time that that happened was some guy on the forums wanted uh, to order two pizzas, and so he paid 10,000 Bitcoins to uh, someone in, in uh, UK, and that guy ordered him and paid for the pizza. Called in to the place. To in the, the local place for the pizza, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So that was the first exchange rate, so uh, 5,000 Bitcoins per pizza. It's incredible. Yeah. And now a Bitcoin is worth nearly 10 U.S. dollars. It's, they've been as high as 30-something 30 31 dollars. Uh, U.S. dollars. Yeah. They recently hit uh, 15, I think, for a short bit, and then they yep. dropped back down to 8. And so they're kind of all over the map. Uh, it's something new. I mean, people don't really know what to expect out of it. And you know, anything you buy, you never know what's going to happen to the value. But it seems like a general trend of uh, it becoming more valuable. And it seems to me the reason for that is because the Bitcoin itself is becoming more useful. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, when all you could buy was you know, the occasional pizza when somebody was feeling generous enough to actually transfer it into cash and buy some pizza, you've got more and more businesses that are accepting Bitcoin today. Yep. You've got uh, new, really exciting things coming soon, which I'm sure we'll talk more about yep. either with you or Charlie or one of the other folks here at BitInstant about the upcoming credit card. Uh, the, you know, the Bitcoin, debit card, debit yes. Debit card, yes. essentially. Yes. But it's going to have a MasterCard logo on so we'll yes. act like kind of a credit card. It'll, it'll be accepted at you know all Mastercard locations. Right. Around so, the world. Yeah. And, and as I understand it, this card is uh, is going to basically transfer your bitcoins into the currency of whatever is the point of purchase at mm-hmm. the point of purchase. Uh, not at the point of purchase, but anytime up to that point. So basically, uh, if you have one hundred dollars worth of bitcoins and you are at the store and you want to buy something, mm-hmm. the store doesn't take bitcoins yet. So right. how do you spend those bitcoins uh, with this card, you can basically send bitcoins to the card. Our company instantly converts them to dollars and then loads them, loads those dollars on the card uh, in real time. So you can go to the checkout and actually buy something at the store. I see. So you would have to put. Uh, so you would have to use some sort of tool online first. You can use your phone. You could because there's a QR code on the card. Mm-hmm. So you scan it with your phone and just send Bitcoin to it. So you could send Bitcoin moments before making a purchase. Yeah, yeah. Within a minute. Within a minute. Gotcha. Let me get this straight. Could you load the card with say a hundred Bitcoins and then do your shopping for the next two yes. months with it? You can load it with any amount up to a thousand dollars. And but uh, you can only load it with dollars, not Bitcoins. You you load it with Bitcoins, but those are then converted and it's uh, denominated in dollars. So, um, so, so you're not holding bitcoins on the card. Correct. You're holding I cash see. on the card. Correct. You're I holding see. dollars on the card. So you, in theory, probably would want to hold the bitcoins as long as possible, and then if you're check. bullish on the bitcoin, you would hold yeah. the bitcoin and only spend them when you need to. Right. If you're bullish on the dollar and don't want the volatility of the bitcoin, you might put more of them in dollars on the card. But you could do your, you know, whatever whatever you wanted to load on the card for that day. Right. You're spending money. You could, uh, you know, put it on for that day. Chances are right. good you're not going to lose too much in the uh, uh, the volatile Bitcoin market in that in that particular day. Right. And the reason that this card is so important, of course, is because people often ask, well, where can I spend Bitcoins? Can I buy gas with it? Can I buy? Um, can I pay my bills? Can I buy food? And now you can do everything all over the world. All, all you need is about 20 seconds, and your Bitcoins become normal money that can be spent 
anywhere. So there's obviously a lot to cover about Bitcoin, but we also have uh, other folks who want to talk about whatever's on their mind. William's on the line listening in Dallas. William, you're on Free Talk Live, uh, and we're here in New York City. What's on your mind? I need to get that card. Do what? You need to get that. I, need, I need to get that card. All right. Well, it's going to be coming soon, as I understand it. So Rough, roughly two months. Keep your eyes on bitinstant.com. I imagine the uh, announcement will go out there, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it when yeah. the time comes. Yeah. You guys are in New York? For the for the time being, just for the night, uh, we're here celebrating uh, bitinstant.com's new uh, opening of their uh, offices here in Manhattan. But what's on your mind tonight, William? Okay. Yeah, I, I do question uh, how you guys would handle this. Uh, uh so here you can probably do a go- quick Google search for SUV crash kills seven, and it happened in East Texas, not too far from where I grew up. And uh, the story is that uh, I guess a man and a woman, you know, I guess husband and wife, I'm not sure of all the details. But anyway, they had, there's 12 people in a Chevrolet Envoy or a GMC Envoy, and uh, uh, I guess Ten, 10 of them were children, ages 13 on below, all down to 6 and 3 and 2 and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, apparently the guy had a, a blowout and lost control and rolled his vehicle. And turns out, I guess only the driver and the front seat passenger were buckled up. And a lot of people, and five children died. A lot of people think that uh, he should be charged with five counts of homicide or worse. All right, William, stand by. We can uh, come back, address it here in moments. 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live, live from Manhattan. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. We're here live in New York City in Manhattan, the financial district where BitInstant.com has opened up uh, its office. And it's pretty exciting. BitInstant.com, of course, we'll talk more uh, with some of their folks here as the uh, the show goes on. Uh, Eric Voorhees is sitting in with us here on the third microphone. And, Eric, we, you've had uh, a number of guest spots on the program over the years, usually from the Porcupine Freedom Festival or Liberty Forum. And this is actually the first time in syndicated history of Free Talk Live that we've done a remote broadcast outside of those two events. Yeah, thank you. So this is kind of a historic uh, We're very honored broadcast. by your presence. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, we're pleased to be here. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be here. And of course, uh, we're still taking your calls about anything at 855-450-FREE. This program is brought to you by SACL CAI. Uh, you need to get collections done. SACL CAI will do it with respect. And they'll do it in a way that will uh, keep your clients down the line as well. 
well. So once again, uh, you can visit SACL CAI. Their banner is at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Uh, you can see them there again, SACL CAI. Let's go back to William listening in Dallas. And William, you had uh, brought a story to our attention about a family that had, or at least at least one family, maybe more than one, uh, that had crashed in an SUV. There were, what, five deaths in this particular instance? And five injuries. Uh, a lot of people uh, hurt or dead out of this, and the father uh, lives lived through it, the driver. He apparently had two of his own children perish in the accident. It just sounds absolutely horrifying. Uh, what was it that uh, you were wondering what, what we thought or what should, should happen to him, or what was the question? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a tough question. I'm not trying to bring everybody down, but yeah, the, uh, you know, uh, it was one of my friends on Facebook posted it and people chimed in or saying, you know, that guy needs to be shot, you know, the driver <clears throat> the driver, and so forth. Now, you know, I'll go ahead and say right off the bat, I believe in child seat, safety seats and I believe in seat belts and all that good stuff, especially with kids and everything. And I, I don't imagine anything like this ever happening to me. If, you know, if I have some kind of wreck like that, you know, the, the kids will have been properly restrained and all. But I don't know that, I don't know the details of this wreck, but maybe maybe some of the kids or maybe all the ones that died would have died anyway. I don't know. It sounded like it rolled several times. But I guess the question was, is like a lot of people, like I said, think think that he should be under the prison or whatever and, I feel like wow. the guy has. I feel like the guy has learned enough. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, he did lose his two of his family members in this, I and think, I think it was. I think it was more than two. I think it was like five, but I might be wrong about that. I don't know. Um, looking at these names here, is it, is it really difficult to say? His last name is the same as two of the uh, young people: the the a six year old and a and a three year old. I'm I'm I couldn't I can't tell the genders of them by their names um, because the the names are foreign. But um, you know, I have no idea whether Ulyssa is uh, female or male. I'd guess female because it ends ends with an A. But um, you know, the, only two of the the children seem to have the same last name. They may be part of uh, a more of extended family. But you know, I mean, I've got a kid, and if I was in an automobile accident for whatever reason, forgot to buckle up his. Uh, his car seat or something like that, and he was killed. That would be all the punishment that anybody ever needs to give me. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, just I, mean, I get to drive up here with you and uh, and your wife uh, over here to New York City today from New Hampshire, and you guys love Jack. I mean, he's so who really doesn't love their kid? He's a really important. Well, I guess there's probably some parents that don't, but uh, you know, you guys definitely do, and I think most people do love their kids, and they're all about their kids, and that's one of the worst things that can happen to a parent is to is to have the child die before. Or the parent does. So, I mean, how anybody could be so callous. Right. Uh, let's to just look at make that. the other kids that survive this, let's make their life worse by right. putting Put daddy, daddy in jail. Put daddy in jail. Yeah. Or kill, kill daddy. As you know, if things aren't bad enough for this family, somebody wants to lock him up and put him in jail. So, William, what do you think? Well, yeah, well, I kind of feel the way you guys do. And, I, you know, I, I feel like the guy was kind of a, a dummy, I guess, you know. and uh, You know, but, but at the same time, we don't know of all the... We don't know the, all the details of the scenario, but let's just go ahead and pretend like we know that he was careless and there weren't child seats and and, and seat belts and whatever. I'm sure with all my with all my heart that the guy, you know, never dreamed that this would happen. I, I, sure. I, even if he's dumb or whatever word you want to use to describe his actions, you know, he, he certainly didn't. If that guy walks away from that 
accident, and he's laughing, and he says he can't wait to do it again. Yeah, he, something bad needs to happen to him. Yeah. But I, I don't think that. that's likely what happened, though. William, thanks for the call. I appreciate you bringing that up tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. We're here in Manhattan at the offices of BitInstant.com. And, of course, we've talked a lot about BitInstant over uh, the last several months on Free Talk Live, specifically uh, recommending it as a source to acquire Bitcoins, because we've certainly talked about Bitcoins, as we have uh, been discussing with Eric. Uh, from BitInstant here tonight as to what the Bitcoins, uh, what Bitcoin is, why it's useful, why it's valuable, and of course, once somebody's sold on the idea of Bitcoins, they then have to acquire the Bitcoins because when you sign up, uh, when you go and download the Bitcoin software, it doesn't come with free money, <laughs> so right. you have to uh, you have to put something into it. Just like when you when you start getting excited about gold, you don't just get a bunch of free gold. You yeah, have to exactly. Out a way to get some. Uh, and and Bit, BitInstant makes it easy. I mean, as far as ways to get your hands on uh, on a new brand new exciting currency i mean literally it can it can be done uh it can be done within minutes right yeah within within 10 or 20 minutes you can have bitcoins uh and that's mostly travel time right um <laughs> I, I i'm going to try at one point i've, I've now gone to cvs and walmart and uh, got my bitcoins through bitinstant.com yep. at those locations and it's very easy and the one thing i want to do normally i'll wait until the email comes from uh zip zap which is kind of the partner company that you guys are one of the companies you're working with uh to uh, to help make this happen but when you go through bitinstant.com it's there right away like you don't have to wait for the email email like the, the the codes that you need to send the the money are there so i'm going to try next time i'm at walmart i'm just going to try to to buy some bitcoins literally within a minute like i'm going to yeah. i'm going to do it on on bitinstant.com and i'm going to get in the customer service line and make the payment within like a minute or two of being on bitinstant and i have a feeling it's going to work instantaneously yeah, and, and people need to understand that this is just things getting started so yes. this is just uh the next step in making these things super easy to get well how many locations now Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred and fifty thousand, and that's spread across yeah. U.S., Brazil, and US, Russia. U.S., Brazil, and Russia. Um, and what's next? What's next is uh, we are working on getting it to be easy for people to cash out of Bitcoin. So right now we've been focusing on helping people get the Bitcoin, mm -hmm. but obviously there's two sides to a transaction, and people need to be able to uh, cash out into normal currencies just as easily. So uh, we're working with a couple partners who I am probably not at liberty to sure. discuss right now. But uh, they are, well, this one partner is a very big deal, and it will make it very easy for people to get money anywhere in the world That's exciting. from a Bitcoin balance. Now, what about other countries? I mean, obviously not everybody's in those three countries around the world. Right. You guys eyeball in some other options. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is uh, it's very cool because it's all over the world. So mm -hmm. there are certain countries where it's uh, more popular than others. But we want to be able to... Um, allow people in any country around the world to get bitcoins easily. So, yeah, we're trying to bring on new countries uh, all the time. It's exciting stuff. Mark, I know you've got a question for Eric. So, yes. uh, Eric, you can stick with us. Yep. Excellent. Eric Voorhees is here. Maybe you've got a question about bitcoins. Mark and I, you know, we know a little bit about it, uh, but we certainly aren't officially in the business of bitcoins. So you can uh, get on the lines here if you'd like, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want as we broadcast live from BitInstance offices in Manhattan. 
Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, are waiting for you there. Uh, you can head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive in a variety of different ways. Uh, Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. Get together with other people that think like you do. Uh, that's what uh, Eric Voorhees from BitInstant.com did, as well as over 12,500 people have pledged to do. Uh, over 1,000 people have already made the move or are part of uh, the Free State Project in New Hampshire. And uh, Mark and myself are uh, two of those folks. And there's actually a couple other Free Staters hanging out here at the uh, BitInstant uh, grand opening party in Manhattan tonight who also came all the way down here from New Hampshire. So go to FreeStateProject.org if you love the ideas of liberty and you're willing to do something about it, uh, you owe it to yourself to learn more. Again, freestateproject.org. We're actually going to bring Eric back on the show here in a little bit, but he stepped away very kindly uh, because there's a a lady in the studio who is uh, on a a schedule. Eric is uh, able to party all night. She's got to go, so we wanted to make sure we could get her in here. Uh, Adrian is with us. No, don't don't apologize. It's good to have you here. Uh, Adrian, you're a reporter with The Verge. Tell me what The Verge is. Uh, yes, The Verge. And, and lean right on into that mic, if you don't mind. Thank Sorry you. about that. No um, so The Verge is a relatively new uh, tech news blog mm-hmm. um, that was founded by eight former editors of Engadget. Oh, cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's almost a year old. It launched in November last year. The and website is awesome. Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's very beautiful, beautifully designed. Uh, you should definitely check it out, especially if you have an iPad. TheVerge.com. Yes, theverge.com, but at Verge on Twitter. It's a little confusing. So you were, as I understand it, one of the first uh, reporters to really hit the uh, the mainstream with an article about Bitcoin. Is that accurate? Well, um, I, w- I would say I was in the first crop of mainstream reporters who mm-hmm. wrote about it. I wouldn't claim to be the first. I think it's difficult to say when exactly all those articles came out, but... I did, at the time, work for the New York Observer, which is a very mainstream newspaper that has subscribers who get the newspaper delivered, and they're, like... Old school. 50s and 60s, and so it was, like, it was a very uh, mainstream article where some of the early coverage was a little more niche. How did you get the... I mean, who assigned you to it? How did the story come about? I mean, Bitcoin is so new, uh, you know, such a new concept for an old newspaper like that to kind of pick up on it. Yeah, it was definitely me. Um, I am still kind of surprised that they let me go with it. I think maybe they were short on ideas that week or something. But it was because I I just... I first read about it um, in a uh, reported newsletter called Launch, 
which is Jason Calacanis in California, and he employs some reporters who looked into Bitcoin and mm. wrote sort of a like fear-mongery story about it. Oh, really? So I think that was the first time I read about it, and that story made some waves, and then Gawker did the story about Silk Road. That was, was huge. the second time, and then it was like one of these technologies where all my friends are like, hey, you're a tech reporter, like, tell us about Bitcoin. So, And how was, much did you know at that point? Um, well, the launch story was a pretty good intro, so... Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot to know yeah, about there's Bitcoin. there's a lot to know. I would say there's still a lot that I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I knew very little about it at the time. I was, but And people were asking me questions, and I couldn't really answer, so I started looking into it, and then mm-hmm. I thought, this is super interesting, and I hadn't seen no. anybody do the mainstream take on it that was real focused on Bitcoin. How did you figure out who to talk to? Because Bitcoin, it's not like there's some corporation that's behind Bitcoin. Right. It's not a government. There's nobody you can call. There's no press secretary for, for Bitcoin. Right. So, like, where did you start when you were trying to figure out, well, how do I ask questions about this? Who do I talk to? I mean, what's Gosh. the what's the authority on uh, on Bitcoin? Uh, probably the IRC channel. Okay, so you went into a chat room. I did. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember who I spoke to for that story. I did call some just like economists. Yeah. Who were who had no idea? Unaf- huh? They were unaffiliated, <laughs> right? Um, well, the guy I ended up talking to was pretty was pretty savvy, and I think he had had a student who had tried oh, okay. to write something about Bitcoin, and Great. so he had like a basis of. A frame of reference, sort of, and he was just, I mean, he just spoke about it from, like, an, an economist viewpoint. And then, uh, do you guys remember Bruce Wagner? That name rings a bell, but I'm not sure. He, uh, are you being facetious? No, seriously, oh, okay. I don't know. Lots he of did a, um, a video, like a web web show about Bitcoin called The Bitcoin Show, and he was kind of a local celebrity in Manhattan and did oh, okay. Bitcoin meetups and made a lot of noise about Bitcoin. And then he So you s- talked to that guy then? I talked to that guy, yeah. I think he was the opener of the story, you know, making like grand statements about Bitcoin and where it was headed. And so you're out of the old off. the old media, you've uh, you've left the world of print and are now online only. And, yeah, totally. Uh, does that look a big change for you? I mean, just non-Bitcoin related, oh, just a big change. Oh, it's a huge change. It's, it's just... It's just weird. Like, I went out with some former coworkers Tuesday because that was the end of the week for them because that's when the paper closes. And it was mm-hmm. just like, gosh, this is so odd. Like, the paper. Like, <laughs> you, like, you had to get your story in by 7 o'clock because it went to the printer. Right. Yeah, with, with the online, I mean, how does it work as far as deadlines? I mean, you just put the story out whenever you put it out? No, you get a deadline and you get flack from your editor if well, you I don't see. I mean, you, you still have time. to put people on deadlines because otherwise they'll just screw off, right? People exactly. have to have goals and, and expectations. So, Adrian, what's uh, what's your last name so people can go and, and look for your articles? Jeffries. With a J? Yes. Adrian Jeffries from TheVerge.com. What are you working on right now? What's your current uh, project? As right far as- now, I'm working on a story about that's kind of pegged to the Reuters hacks. Did you guys see about this? No. Some activists hacked into uh, Reuters.com, into their... Um, the Reuters blogs, uh, actually three times, and planted wow. stories uh, about, uh, you know, like saying that the Syrian prime minister was dead. Like oh, it was an amazing. it was some kind of activist group, but they still don't know who did it. So 
that got me thinking about hackers like with a political agenda and and how like uh, places like Reuters and other news agencies can be an attractive target because they're authoritative. Sure. Well, uh, I know Anonymous is going after the English authorities at this point uh, because of the uh, Assange and, and all that, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Is that going to be wrapped into the story? Um, I think that's a separate issue. I think like... You don't think they have a political agenda? They definitely do, but I'm, I'm interested more in news sites. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Uh, that's pretty exciting news, though, That uh, and I, I fully support that sort of hacking. Heck the hell out of the, uh, the British and uh, the U.S. governments, please. Uh, so, Adrian, thanks for coming on uh, Free Talk Live. Really appreciate you stopping in. I know you've got somewhere to be, so thank you again. Thank you. Adrian from My pleasure. Let's go to Chris listening in upstate New York. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hi, Mark. How are you? Hey. Good. The reason I'm calling is I'm, I don't question the legitimacy of the Bitcoin, uh, but the legality of Bitcoin converted to U.S. dollars. Could you guys address that? The legality of them, as I understand the, um, the so far that, uh, you know, and we'll actually have an interview on this a little later, perhaps, um, that the, the CIA has been briefed on uh, Bitcoins and they like, hmm. The uh, the FBI did a white paper uh, that included uh, quite a bit of information on uh, bitcoins, and I think they pretty much uh, equated them to S and H green stamps, which were in, essentially in and of themselves their own currency. Um, but you know, I mean, governments tend to be uh, you know full of hubris, and they don't think that a currency is a currency unless it has a national stamp on it. So you know, I mean, there's all kinds of private currencies out there. Bitcoin's just uh, the most global, most successful, and most transferable. Uh, there's uh, things like, uh, you know, there's uh, the Berkshire dollars, um, or Berkshires, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, what Ithaca hours. Yep. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of barter and exchanges out there. ITEX, I believe, is uh, is one that comes to mind. So, you know, there's I, I'd say that there's really no legality to bitcoins. Well, I'm certainly no lawyer, um, but as I understand it, governments basically, they don't have any concept, most of them, what Bitcoin is. They certainly haven't made any moves that I'm aware of as far as attempting to ban it or uh, do any sort of regulating, and nor would they really be able to, from what I understand, the way that uh, the, you know, the, kind of the program is set up. Uh, it makes it very difficult. Chris, I don't know if you have more, but if you do, you're welcome to hang on, and we'll bring you back. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Bitcoin universe is way too agile. It's way too nimble for the government to uh, to possibly catch up to. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here tonight. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy the program... 
maybe you want to throw something in the Bitcoin tip jar. You can do that at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. So if you have acquired some Bitcoins, perhaps through bitinstant.com, and you'd like to send something uh, toward Free Talk Live, you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. And, of course, there are links there to help you learn more about the Bitcoin. You can go to weusecoins.org to learn more about it there. And, of course, bitinstant.com to get your hands on some of them. Uh, we're going to, of course, talk to you more about Bitcoin as the night goes on because, well, number one, it's important. And number two, the uh, folks from bitinstant.com were nice enough to have us out to their offices for their grand opening uh, Bitcoin meetup party. It's uh, yeah, people. There's looks like there's some good food over there, some catered food, and some uh, some I think something to drink as well. Uh, people have the red solo cups uh, <laughs> as they are walking around <laughs> the studio here. The ubiquitous solo cup. Yes, and uh, so of course we'll uh, take your calls about anything as well. Eight five five four fifty free, and we'll also talk to uh, to more interesting folks here. We've got another gentleman we'll introduce here in a moment. But first, let's talk to Greg listening in Massachusetts. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, hey Greg. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, people are going to this system. How is this any different from just fiat currency? If it's uh, sort of sort of seems like it's on, on, on nothing. So I'm kind of curious um, if it's able to just kind of how is the price set? I understand that uh, it's not set off of uh, it's set off the value of dollars, like whatever currency you're trading. All right. Well, first of all, your phone is kind of fading in and out. I don't know if there's a if there's a bad connection. But your question was about, uh, you know, how can this be worth something when it's based on nothing? Uh, what is the difference between that and fiat currency? Is well, that correct? Right. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yep. Greg, we're going to answer that off the air just because the phone's kind of an iffy uh, point there. Uh, so do you want to handle fiat, that? Yeah, I got it. Fiat currency has is a currency based off fiat. Um, you know, somebody uh, or group of buddies says that this is money, and therefore it's money. And usually that person says that, uh, you know, this money is good for all debts, debts, public and private, and we have our own police force and army and we'll kill you if you don't take it. Right. Um, so it's so legal tender, legal which is tender. Uh, there's a, an actual law for Forcing people to use the government currency. Now, I don't think anybody's getting forced to take uh, United States dollars these days. They're pretty valuable in and of themselves, no doubt about it. But at one point, something that was green and looked like the United States dollar was backed by silver, and they just kind of removed all the metal backings from it, and so they continue to trade these things around that people accepted as money at some point. Whereas the Bitcoin was never backed by anything but an, uh, as an a logarithm, a math problem, a math problem that is so complex that it is unbreakable. And that's its intrinsic value. It is also in and of itself an ability to send and receive money for free. So, um, you know, what PayPal does for money, Bitcoin does for free. And that is uh, intrinsic value also. Now, the Bitcoin's price is set by supply and demand, the thing that sets the price for everything. People are out there willing right now to pay $10 or thereabouts for a Bitcoin, so therefore that's what a Bitcoin is worth. And, you know, people so the are, market sets that. Right. In it, it, the it, same way that people are you know, willing to spend $20,000 on a car, that's why that's what a car is worth. And it's not in any way pinned to the dollar. It's uh, You can convert Bitcoin into any other different currency. It's just we uh, happen to live in the U.S., and so we're more concerned with what its value is in dollars. And but it's useful. It's an international currency. I, although I have to disagree with you to some extent, Mark. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of software out there, and a lot of software is really good code, but I don't know if there's any intrinsic value in it, because if uh, if Bitcoin wasn't useful, if people weren't using it in the market, sure. it wouldn't have any value. Well, the intrinsic would, value be, of a vehicle is the, the scrap metal that you can take to the, uh, the, the junkyard and get out of it. So a car is worth 
a thousand dollars, but okay. you buy it for thirty thousand because it drives and does all kinds. But of other code things. has no physical, uh, you know, component. There's nothing sure. you can't melt it down. If it's someone presses delete, it's gone. But you. Uh, but, so the code itself, I don't think, has value except for what the market is assigning to it, and the market saying this is an incredibly valuable yep. uh, product that uh, it is trading at ten dollars a pop. And all values assigned by supply and demand. Yeah. I don't care whether it's gold. I don't care if it's uh, oxygen. Whatever it is, it's supply. It's 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 assigned by supply and demand. So let's bring our uh, next guest on here. Mark Hochstein is uh, with us, and uh, he is a writer with the American Banker newspaper. Uh, so uh, lean right on close into that uh, microphone there, Mark, and uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Good evening. Thanks for having me. All right, fantastic. We're glad to have you here. And uh, so tell me, you are pretty excited as somebody who kind of looks into the world of, uh, of banking as a, as your job. Uh, you're pretty excited by the Bitcoin. Yeah, that's right. Um, we are moving to a cashless society. I accept that. That's what I've what we've been told for years. It's happening slowly, and I think it's generally a good thing. Uh, I I buy the argument that a cash is inefficient. I I get the idea that it um, that there are advantages to going digital. There is one aspect though of cashlessness that troubles me is the idea that the government could use money to track people's whereabouts. Yes, I fi- absolutely. I, I find that very disturbing. Not just could, but they do. I mean, yes, clearly. Yes, yes they do. Um, and, that, and that is one of, the th- one of the things that really appeals to me about Bitcoin is that it's, it's, it's cash-like in that sense. It's, it's virtual, it's digital, but, um, and I know, it, I know a lot of the Bitcoin hardcores will say, well, it's not totally anonymous, but it's pseudonymous and you have a, you have a, you have a greater degree of privacy than you would have if you were, you know, using your credit card or, you know, using, you know, one of the established payment systems. Significantly. No well, not only that, but uh, you you can attain anonymity through it if you take the steps necessary yeah, to, to use Tor. Kind of cover your tracks and, you know, so there are ways right. to use it in an anonymous manner. Yeah, and and I, 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 I don't accept the idea that some people put out there that um, if you want to be anonymous, you have something to hide or that they're, they're, that you're necessarily a criminal or a dangerous person. We all have transactions that we would not want the government or our relatives or our nosy in-laws or our nosy neighbors to know about. You know, it's not necessarily not necessarily illegal things. It could be like, you know, you, you know, you bought cigarettes and you know you don't want someone giving you a lecture, or you you bought sure. you you cheated on your diet and you bought a Twix bar. You know, it's it's uh, uh, you know what if you live in a. But it could also be something down the line. Maybe the Twix bar isn't illegal today, but I mean we're here in New York City where I believe they just outlawed uh, soft drinks over. 16 ounces from certain uh, locations. Yeah, and what about so, the soft drink uh, buyers? Uh, the, you know, the the, the the heavy users of soft drink lists. So even though yeah. even though it's not illegal today, it may still be a good idea to you know keep those things quiet because it could be illegal tomorrow. The way the uh, these governments are going, they're outlawing everything. Yeah, governments are capable of of anything. Um, I, I think a, a, a lot of your listeners have probably heard of Harry Brown. I'm a huge uh, fan. Um, <laughs> I, I, ha- I'm I a Harry this, Brown libertarian. I, I have this uh, musty old copy of his uh, guide to Swiss banks from the early 70s. Oh, wow. Prob- That's out of print. Yeah. Uh, prob- the, the advice is dated, but, you know, the first sentence of that 
book, uh, he talks about uh, this uh, Jewish businessman who, you know, sometime in the 1930s, he, he kind of sees where the, which way the wind is blowing. And so that's why he, he takes a quote-unquote vacation to Switzerland. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think his point was that, you know, that, that like, if, if you want to kind of be off... Uh, I, I know it's not exactly the perfect analogy, but if you want to be off the grid, you know, there's there's legitimate reasons to want to do that. Uh, it's it's not it's, it doesn't necessarily make you a terrorist or, or a bad person. And I, I think yeah, sometimes need, you just want to be left alone. Yeah. I, so I think we need to we need to preserve that as we as we get as we get rid of the inefficiency of paper. I think we ought to preserve the, the option of of uh, of anonymity. So uh, you know, as a you know a Bitcoin user myself, anonymity doesn't mean that much to me. But what I like about it. Is that it's um, you know it's 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 money I guess I call it backed by value but I mean it's money that you know is is the price is set by supply and demand and it can't be increased through you know fiat they, they, you know, nobody can inflate the currency that's what I like about it so to me it feels like honest money yeah yeah um, I think the people who uh, were really keen on gold um, for similar reasons uh, I know not all of them dig Bitcoin but uh, you would think. That, um, that 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 they would appreciate that aspect. Well, I think of it there's well. an objection that needs to be uh, that they need to get over before they can really embrace Bitcoin. And I think that I certainly had this objection at first. Uh, we had a conversation with Gavin, who we may end up uh, dragging in here at some point, uh, but he's one of the originals uh, behind Bitcoin. He's the man. Yeah, and he kind of explained because. I was in that paradigm of, well, it has to have something physical behind it to be valuable. And I think that's probably where a lot of the gold bugs or the silver guys, and I've got, you know, plenty of silver. Uh, but I think that's where a lot of them are coming from and that they just, you know, they don't see something real there. And so they think that it can't be valuable in the same way that these other things are. And they're just wrong because, as we explained earlier, all the value is, is in its usefulness. You could argue that... Um, in, in a sense, it's 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 better than gold from that perspective, because gold people could mine gold out of the ground anytime. That's true, and it's and, di- infinitely divisible and so much more useful and fast, and you can send it uh, instantly over uh, over a long space. Hey, thanks for coming on the show tonight. So we've got more coming up live from Manhattan at the BitInstant.com office grand opening. It's- if you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. 
head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com, you can actually create the content on the site. So if you see something that you enjoy online, maybe it's a YouTube video or news article, or maybe it's something that's outrageous uh, that you want to share with our listeners, you can just uh, submit it as show prep, and then it will appear on the upcoming stories page where you may then vote on the various different upcoming stories, vote on different items on the site, vote it up, vote it down, uh, whether you like or dislike. The most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more of our listeners and uh, website viewers will see the story. We're more likely to see it as well, and you can go to freetalklive.com to get interactive in that way. Of course, we prefer to you, uh, to you to get interactive on the phones with us, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're broadcasting live from bitinstant.com's brand-new offices uh, in their their plush offices. These are nice. It's nice, modern. Nice digs. Uh, we're here in uh, the third floor of uh, some lovely place in uh, Manhattan. I think this is Chelsea. Chelsea? This is not Manhattan? This is Manhattan. This, this is, is Manhattan. Chelsea District. Near the Flatiron Building. Okay, so there's districts. I'm from Keene, New Hampshire. Everything's just Keene. So <laughs> there is West Keene in Keene, but that's about it. Yeah, people uh, care about that. Right. So uh, so we're here, and we'll, of course, take your calls about anything at all. Obviously, Bitcoin is kind of going to be the focus here uh, throughout the evening as we have interesting folks uh, milling about. According to one count, there are at least 42 people yep. in this office uh, at the moment, relatively uh, small offices. And this isn't uh, you know, you know the amount of people that we could get bring to an office building in uh, No, I don't think we we brought any of these. This folks is here. mostly about uh, people who are movers and shakers in the Bitcoin community. Right. This is the this is a Bitcoin meetup and we were invited, which is very uh, very nice of uh, Eric and the and the rest of the crew here uh, at bitinstant.com. Now, Eric, you're back sitting in on the uh, the third mic with us here. We had kind of uh, left off mid-conversation during the first hour of the show. And I know that Mark had a question specifically yep. for you. Well, basically what I wanted to ask is, and, and this is, this is, you know, in libertarian circles, one of the first things that uh, always comes up. And we've been asked this, but I want to ask you, uh, because I felt like your explanation in the past has been really good. Bitcoins aren't backed by anything. What, what makes bit, Bitcoins valuable? Right. So um, it might surprise some people to realize that gold is also not backed by anything. Uh, no one will redeem your gold for anything else. It is a, a commodity, it is an asset, and people value it because it is useful and because it is scarce. Um, and when you understand that uh, gold is not backed by anything and that it can still achieve a value, right? Uh, one might understand then that a Bitcoin can also be valuable for the same reason. It's not backed by anything, but it is a commodity uh, in its own right. It is valuable because it's useful and because it is scarce. And this is very different from something like a fiat currency, which is valuable purely because uh, by decree. Fiat means by decree of government. Um, so the U.S. dollar is fiat, and something like gold and, and Bitcoin are much more uh, similar to each other. Yeah, that's an interesting way to address the, the question about, well, you know, why is Bitcoin valuable when it doesn't have anything backing it, uh, which, you know, is, I think, a val- you know, it's a definitely a valid question for a lot of people and, uh, it's to, true. to ask. But, you know, it kind of accepts the idea that gold is intrinsically valuable. You're, but you're right. Nobody has to accept gold. There's lots uh, of metals in the world. Yeah. And, and gold, you know, I mean, right. why, why is gold the most valuable metal? I guess it's not. Gold to- is the way it is because it's got hundreds of years of history behind it, and Bitcoin, uh, I don't know if it's got five years of history quite yet. No, and, um, you know, I think people use the term backing incorrectly. You know, people talk about a gold-backed dollar, and that was valuable because dollars uh, are not useful in and of themselves. They are just 
certificates printed by a machine, of paper. right? Nice paper, right? Paper. So if you're going to give them um, valid uh, value, you need to back them with something that has value, a commodity. Bitcoin is not like that because it is valuable in and of itself for its usefulness so and its rarity. What's the what? What is the usefulness and, um, and rarity? Explain that right. to me. So the usefulness of Bitcoin is that it is the only way in the world to store and transfer value uh, instantly, anonymously, and without any counterparty risk. You cannot transfer gold without counterparty risk. You cannot store it without counterparty what risk. What is a counterparty risk? Counterparty risk, risk means um, someone else has influence on uh, the situation. So your bank account has counterparty risk in the bank, right? The bank can take your money or freeze, freeze your account. That's counterparty the, risk. The, the bank might may turn your money over to the government? Right. That's counterparty risk. So there's if no middleman in this transaction. Or it's only it's only up to you what you're doing with it. There's no one else that has influence. So uh, so whereas a person was trying to store, say, you know, a ton of gold, they would have to spend a great deal of money and trust other people to exactly. do it. If a person mm-hmm. wanted to spend a ton of gold's worth of uh, – hold a ton of gold's worth of bitcoins, they could do it on a, a hard drive. Yep. They, they need almost no dollars to make that happen. Right. Very, very little. Yep. Probably They and probably have the items in their house to make you it happen. You can store the, you know, the amount of space that one bitcoin takes compared to 100,000 bitcoins right. is right. the same amount of space. If you want to store a ton of gold, it will crack your garage. <laughs> yeah. Floor. <laughs> try, try sending $10 million worth of gold across uh, national borders without anyone knowing about it. Yeah, no doubt. It's either highly risky can, or it's going to be reported and tracked. You can send bitcoins to and from North yeah. Korea anytime you want. You can email as long as they have a you computer. You can email a million dollars of bitcoins to someone instantly anywhere. And anyone that doesn't it's understand true. the value of that is going to be hard to convince. Well, there are definitely going to be people that uh, that, that are not going to come along in the beginning days of Bitcoin, and they're going to lose out. It's okay, likely. we'll sell them to them at $100 a Bitcoin. <laughs> They're problem. amazing, uh, and, and I'm so glad, uh, Eric. You know, maybe we can have you back here in a little bit. Uh, actually, we've got Glenn online. If you want to stick, we'll take uh, take Glenn's call here. Okay. And, it's a hard uh, question. He may, he may have a good question here. Let's talk to Glenn, listening in Ontario. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Eric from BitInstant.com. Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind, Glenn? Uh, actually, I just wanted to ask a few questions with regards to Bitcoin, and in particular, Gresham's Law. Sure. I uh, just um, I was curious. I've been I actually wanted to get in on Bitcoin right from the start when they were like under a penny. I'm only just now finding uh, it easy enough for me to get in. Uh, oh, man. Instant, but uh, in Canada, I don't think that I was able to find a place to do that. So I had to go through, I think, Vertex. Uh, but I'm just starting with that now. But I was curious with regards to that, because as I understand it with Gresham's Log, uh, obviously um, bad money drives out good money. And I was just wondering how you think that'll play out in the long run with regards to still... Things like the Federal Reserve notes versus Bitcoin. Good question. Yeah, so Gresham's Law is often a little misunderstood. Um, Gresham's Law states that bad money will drive out good, but the problem is people forget the second part of it, which is that that only applies when there's a fixed uh, mandated exchange rate between two commodities. Uh, as long as you do not have a fixed exchange rate, Gresham's Law does not apply. It's a, it's a concept that only applies when a government tries to fix uh, two assets at a certain price, like gold and silver. If you have gold and silver fixed at a certain price and the market will disagree with you eventually, um, Gresham's Law will take effect and cause certain economic problems. But I know that from my uh, purchasing of silver, I'm far more likely to spend uh, U.S. dollars than I am to yeah, spend my and, silver. And that's, so. sort of a, that's sort of like a soft Gresham's Law. Yeah. There's no fixed exchange rate between the two. But what's basically happening is that the person who wants your silver should offer you a discounted price because the silver is more valuable. But because the, the vendor is fixing the uh, the price of something with dollars or with silver, it's sort of like an artificial fixing, and you're going to give them the dollars. 
Yep. You're either going to do it or you're not. I mean, Bitcoins are worth 10 bucks right now. I wouldn't sell any of my bit- Bitcoins for $10. But if you came to me and asked me for 12.50 per per Bitcoin, right. well, then I can see that okay, maybe and, and, you know, maybe I'd do it, maybe I wouldn't. At this point, I think that they'll be worth 12.50 in, you know, a period of time, so I don't know why right. I get rid of them just so I have to buy some more. Yeah, but the, the important takeaway is that the problems that derive from Gresham's law will only apply if there's a fixed exchange rate between Bitcoin and some other commodity, and there never can be, so that won't be a problem. Glenn, does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's just because uh, the government obviously has its hand on one of the commodities. Um, I just, I guess, I had one last thing. You said you were from BitInstant. Yeah, BitInstant. Um, any uh, plans on extending that so that you can deposit in other countries like Canada? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, we t- we kind of touched. When on does the- BitInstant go to Canada? Right. When, what's the plan? There's at least a dozen people there that need to buy bitcoins now. Two two <laughs> weeks till we're in Canada. Two weeks, according to uh, the, the 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 big boss really? man over here. We'll have on awesome. here in a little bit. Yeah. So Glenn, we'll let you know uh, when uh, when the Canada announcement comes up. We'll certainly mention that on our program. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, thanks for the call tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. So eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, and the the guy who gave that answer, I believe, is the uh, the CEO or the president of, uh, of Bitcoin, Charlie. So one of those, Charlie. Charlie. We're going to have him on here at some point. I got uh, no idea what his title is. Uh, he definitely seems to be in charge. So uh, we'll bring him on. Also, of course, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Eight five five four fifty free. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We're here live in Manhattan at bitinstant.com's off uh, grand opening Bitcoin meetup party thing. More coming up. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. 855-450-FREE. Toll-free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, await you there. We've got a lot of stuff. The bulletin board system is one of those features. It's our forum. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Uh, once again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. We're doing something a little bit different tonight instead of uh, where we normally are in our LRN.FM studios in Keene, New Hampshire. We are here in Manhattan at the brand new offices of bitinstant.com and of course Radio City I hear New York's called. Is that right? That's right. Okay, well, we're here, uh, and it's a good time, and there are a lot of people, uh, dozens of uh, people, packed into this office right now. Folks are enjoying uh, each other's company and talking, of course, Bitcoin and all other uh, things that are related to that. And, of course, that's what we're talking about tonight for the most part on the show. But there's other stuff in the news, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk about some of that. But, of course, we'll also take your calls as well, 855-450-FREE. Your call does not have to be Bitcoin-related, but if it is, we certainly have the uh, the the folks with the expertise on the topic uh, around us here. So, you know, Mark and I, we know a thing or two about Bitcoin. We're certainly no stranger to it. Uh, but uh, these guys absolutely know it inside and out. They've got some great answers to some really tough questions. So uh, 855-450-3733 allows you to take control of the airwaves here. And so we've just been kind of talking with some of the interesting, uh, well, uh, attendees here tonight. We've got Ifu uh, sitting here on our third microphone. Good evening, Ifu. Hey, how's you guys going? 
Uh, it is going great. And uh, so you're here tonight. What's your relationship with Bitcoin? Um, I got started, you know, finding online. And then what happens is I went to the last year's Bitcoin conference and I saw everybody working on like really great software. And I wonder, it's like, you know, who's on working on the hardware? And and I think that the question is the answer. So I went to work on hardware because I believe that Bitcoin is, is a technology designed for the future, a future where Internet is everywhere and Internet devices are, you know, affordable and cheap. But that's not currently the situation in the U.S. market. And I just went to want to go change that. And so I'm working on a tablet that's going to be Bitcoin tablet. So. Yep. Tell me more about what, yeah, what that, would that do? What that means? Because I mean, I, tablets, phones, these things aren't incredibly expensive. So when you say cheap, like, what are you talking about? What kind of price range do you consider? I'm talking about like a hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. And now, would it be just for Bitcoin, or what would the vision be? Well, the vision is that it has to be open source because um, freedom for. But what I really like about Bitcoin is this because the freedom it provides, right? It allows you to do all these things. It's not, it's not because somebody says you can't do it. You you could choose, and the the key here is the freedom of choice, and it's going to be open source. Um, hardware tablet, so all parts are going to be open source. The, it's going to be on Android, so that's open source. The hardware design is going to be open source. So everybody is free to modify. So any manufacturer could step up and take these plans and sure, produce if they their want own. To. Yeah. And will you be just doing kind of the creation of the uh, the specs, or will you also be sort you know looking for a manufacturer and looking to uh, to? to make um, them? I would. I have a manufacturer in mind to to do them. Um, already, yeah. So, what would it be called? I mean, can, what, what what can you tell us? What's not being kept under wraps? About <laughs> what is not? The name is Theus. It's T H E I S. Mm-hmm. Theus is the name, and um, specs wise, uh, we're looking we're looking at pretty competitive uh, specs because um, it's uh, going to be a 1.5 gigahertz dual core. It's mm-hmm. going to have HDMI, USB host, micro SD card expandable slots. It's going to have a HD 1200 by 800 uh, IPS display, five point touch. As well as it sounds geekalicious. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, <laughs> and now it's going to come with Bitcoin loaded on there, some that's sort of right. uh, Bitcoin software. So all right, all that's another key. I think the 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 thing is to provide people with the tools. Like I feel that uh, what we should do for Bitcoin is not to build services, but build platforms so it could thrive. And I think that's the real problem. It's like Bitcoin is so amazing, but like we we can't buy gas with it. You know that that's not yet. right exactly not, not yet. this week <laughs> <laughs> not yet and, and I think that's what a lot of people a lot of developers that want they want to change that and so they're we're gonna try to build these platforms to you know allow Bitcoin to grow and the tablet's gonna be one of them. That's exciting. Now, uh, just as the guy who doesn't understand all the, uh, the the computer stuff, let me ask some questions here. Now, this tablet that you're going to design, could somebody choose to use it and really not care about bitcoins at all? I mean, it sounds like sure. it's going to be a low-cost tablet that's going to be kind of, I don't know, um, Ubuntu-y. Does, is that, is yeah, that right? Uh, it's, I mean, it's just gonna, help right. me out here. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to, you know, I'm going to release all the Linux kernel. It's a lot of tech stuff because that's what I really do. But what, what I'm trying to... Uh, target is besides the consumer point is to allow it as a point of sale system for most uh, stores and so they could ah. take that and and accept bitcoins so with this it. is the cash register right okay exactly. thanks i got it <laughs> <laughs> great so what's the timetable looking like for your project uh i hope to release by the end of this year it's exciting so what does this this take? I mean, you've got to be going. I mean, manufacturing. Are you manufacturing right here in the United States? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not. How could you possibly do that? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, how, what's it take? I mean, foreign trips and all that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, do you, I mean, you know, passports, all, all that. I mean, is it difficult to be able to fly over to, is it China that you're going to be producing? It? Right, yes. Malaysia? Okay. China, China, okay. China, Shenzhen particularly, but it's, it's not too bad to be honest. Like, Going there because China China is really taking up ahead in, in the low end hardware battle. Really, mm-hmm. like over there, the competition is is so large that new tablets are literally coming out every two three months, and you don't see that over here in the U.S. Like, are the low- they innov- innovating the tablets? Then they're creating the ta- tablets. The the, the technology is not coming from the United States. That they're being created. The, the technology well, the- for the tablets is being created in China. Um, I, I wouldn't exactly say that. Okay. I mean, they they use chips that are are owned and made by you know. Uh, U.S. based manuf- uh, U.S. based companies, okay. but they they kind of take it and then they just make tablets out of them because everything is made in China, and and then then just try to go for the low points on on the prices where we over here really don't, and so. I hope what we've seen that. over the years, uh, China has become better and better at creating. You mentioned low end stuff, but they're getting better at the right. mid and the high end yeah. stuff too. So it's it's exciting to see their market really expand and the, the you know right. the variety of products that's coming yeah, and out of there. Actually, when I'm talking about loading, I'm talking about like I could probably say that the hardware spec is either on par or better than the Nexus Seven. So it's that's actually, the Google, Google right Stabler. exactly, and it will be half their price point. Yeah, it's not because you know they. I mean, they are made in the U.S., which is perhaps why they call so much, actually. But well, what operating system is going to be on this? Uh, uh, it's the Theus. It's going to be on the Jelly Bean. Okay, so Android's newest. Right, Android's okay. newest, definitely. So, uh, what, Jelly Bean? That's their new, They have the code names, so when they release new uh, operating system versions, they, they, they've named them after foods, right? Right, they named after... Uh, Gingerbread was one of them. Yeah, cookies, I think. Yeah, uh, Jelly Beans like would not be a cookie, but right, it would be yeah. some sort of sweet, uh, mm-hmm. delicious food. Uh, so, yeah, Jelly Bean is their, their current version, I believe, that... Uh, right, 4.1. Got it. So there you go. Uh, what else did you want to share? Is there a website? How can people fo- follow the development? Yeah, I mean, uh, the development is going to be on bit uh, bitsyn dot com. Bitsyn. Syn. As in like syndication or what uh, it no? It's bitsyncom. Syncom stands for synchronous satellites. It's a retired word used by NASA a while ago. I see. Yeah. Bitsyn.com, B-I-T-S-Y-N.com, for the, latest, fast. for the latest on the Theus, this upcoming uh, tablet. Did you have one here or some yeah. sort of a prototype? I mean, that, uh, I, thought, I thought thought I saw you showing some folks here a moment ago. And yeah, I actually, I just got uh, the latest 4.1 on it because what, what my biggest struggle with, with China really is is that the, the tech over there are like they don't comply to GPL, right? Any libertarian would know that GPL is is like open source, open source, yeah. and China, China is all like, what is open source? And so, so after finally, you know, repeating the sending emails and suggestions, talking to other companies, they last Saturday they have finally confirmed that okay, we're going to release the kernel source code for this That's great news. Thanks so, for sharing that. I really appreciate it. We've got to move on here. We've got other folks that want to talk. Also, calls coming in eight five five four fifty free. We'll uh, sure hear more about the theus in the future. Definitely. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features you'll find on our sites, and those features include the Promote page. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. If you want to help Free Talk Live get into more ears around the world, there's some tools there that will allow you to do that. You can uh, get a free bumper sticker. Uh, of course, if you're here in Manhattan, at the uh, the bitinstant.com launch office launch party that we're attending here tonight. Uh, there's a stack of Free Talk Live bumper stickers there, so you just walk right in and uh, and grab one. And uh, you go to promote.freetalklive.com. We've got web banners, high-res graphics, all manner of uh, different things for you to, uh, to, to use to promote Free Talk Live to get into uh, this program into more ears around the world because you know the ideas of freedom are pretty important and the bitcoin i think is going to be a really important factor in achieving more liberty in our lifetime as we've talked about uh it can help people avoid the you know the depredations of the state avoid the uh, ever-reaching grasp of the bureaucracy that wants to get into your business and your personal life and your wallet uh and bitcoins can help prevent uh, them from doing that because it takes your value out of their money system and puts it in a money system that is completely market-based. That's one of the things that I think is so incredibly valuable about the Bitcoin is that it's, it's true free market money. I mean, for the, maybe for the first time, uh, yeah, you've got com- companies like corporations. They produced, uh, they produced private currencies in the form of coupons for many, many years. But those haven't been interchangeable. You haven't been able to really do any significant level of trading in coupons. Uh, you, you can't you know, instantly send a coupon across you know, the, the world and have it be valuable in Hong Kong. Most of them are denominated in a U.S. Dollars. A US uh, currency anyway. So if right. you you get, you know, say you go uh, to Home Depot and you buy a $50 Home Depot card, that $50 card is going to devalue at the same rate that $50 that a $50 bill does because right. it's so only worth $50. It's not like they peg it to gold and silver and then yep. say, oh, well, you know, as, uh, as the dollar devalues, then, uh, you know, you, you, we're going to just increase the amount on your card. They don't do that. So there's not too many. I mean, you could claim so this is gold, a true gold free market silver, currency. but gold and silver have been manipulated by the yeah. bank for as long as uh, you know currencies have been not pegged to them and it's so much more useful than gold and silver because you can instantly transfer bitcoins from point a to point b wherever those points are around the globe and in theory into space as well wherever it is the internet ends up going uh, bitcoin can go as well and in fact we've got uh, the co-founder and the ceo of bitinstant.com with us here on the third microphone uh, charlie shrem is with us good evening Hey, everyone. Good evening. Good to have you here, Charlie. And we're going to talk more about BitInstant and you and here in a moment. We've got some folks that have been waiting patiently to get on the air with us, uh, and so maybe they'll have questions, and you might be able to help sure. them with that. It's good to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Dave is with us first in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Charlie. Hey, great to catch you guys on the road. Hey, Dave, uh, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I understand that Bitcoins are made from mining Bitcoins, and I'm wondering how do you mine Bitcoins, and is and if I and if you be a miner, can you get rich by mining a whole bunch of Bitcoin? So the original Bitcoiners who first started uh, mining for Bitcoins, um, you can mine Bitcoins with your your laptop or personal computer at home. But the issue is now is that the the more people that are mining, 
it takes a lot more computing power in order for you to um, actually mine bitcoins. So your laptop, instead of a year ago or two years ago, you get one or two bitcoins. Now your laptop is only going to yield you like... Point zero 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 one bitcoins. So it's getting harder to mine as time goes on? It's like a lottery system. So if you have three people playing the lottery, if you have one lottery ticket, you have a third of a chance of winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. But if you have one lottery ticket and there are a million people playing the lottery, then you have a millionth of a chance to actually win. That's how it works. Yep. So the more people are mining, the more difficult the mining becomes. Exactly. And that's called the difficulty level. And you can actually see that level um, and base your calculations on that. So if you know what electricity costs you, if you know what the your computers cost you, mm-hmm. you can take those calculations and try to predict how many bitcoins every day you'll be able to mine. And if you have a large enough computer uh, and cheap enough electricity, then yeah, you can be very profitable mining bitcoins. So, for instance, if you were to uh, get electricity from, say, solar panels or something like that, that sure. would be a good way to mine these I things? forget who, who actually did it, but there are a bunch of people who, who ran numbers of, of solar panel companies. And I think if you live... I forget the state exactly, but it's it's uh, definitely a southern state where electricity is a lot Arizona. cheaper. Arizona, <laughs> yeah, it's it's or like Arizona where there's a lot of sun, and if you if you um, just mine bitcoins for the purpose of paying back um, the costs of solar panels within like a year, it'll it'll pay. Wow! Back. Oh wow, that's cool. Outstanding, Dave. Does that answer hey. your question? Well, yes, and I got another aspect of the question. Sure. If a lot more people be mining. Does that affect the price and the, the value of them? And, you know, Good question. So if more people are, are mining Bitcoins, it doesn't directly affect the value. However, it does because if more people are mining, that means that there's more uh, miners that want to mine, and that means that they see more value in mining, and that means that there are more transactions happening and more people using Bitcoin. Because the more adoption Bitcoin has, it makes the price go up. The more transactions that are happening, it makes the price of Bitcoin go up. The more of a demand for Bitcoin makes the price go up. So the beauty of Bitcoin is the deal. <laughs> Sorry? You could, in theory, pay your electric bill by mining Bitcoin sure. if you were... Uh, if you could get free electric, you could be a, a good miner. Well, right. Well, yeah, I'll tell you had... this. If you have a nice mining rig and it's you live in, a, in like, Norway or Antarctica or even, like, New York in the winter because it gets really cold here, you don't need to pay heating bills anymore. Your mining computers will just, like, heating up your whole house. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dave, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Jacob's in Ohio. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Charlie from BitInstant. What's up, guys? Hey, Jacob. Hey. Uh, well, I was going to talk about tablets, but I wanted to, uh, I heard there's going to be some debit cards with Bitcoins. Is that true? Yes, sir. Okay, that is awesome. Now, what about PayPal? I know you can't exchange, like, Bitcoins for PayPal, but what if you did, like, a third-party system, like, where you buy, like, rat, like tickets? and the tickets will let you get Bitcoins. That's an interesting idea. Like well, right now you can actually go to bitinstant.com and, and give us your Bitcoins and we'll give you PayPal, so if you want to cash out. Um, but the problem, is with, yeah, the, the problem is with, with buying Bitcoins for PayPal is that because Bitcoins are irreversible and PayPal is reversible, then you can use a stolen account or even use your own account and just reverse the charge and you'll have the Bitcoins and you have your PayPal. Ooh, so that's not good. Exactly. Whoever, whoever wow. bought your Bitcoins um, is you know screwed right there. Um, but your idea is actually a very good one and, and something that a lot of people are working out. 
which is basically like take your PayPal, buy a $50 iTunes gift card with it, and then someone will t- buy that $50 iTunes gift card or $50 worth of Bitcoins. And it's happening on yeah, the forums every cards, single day. You know? no, the forums are the Bitcoin forums? Bitcointalk.org. And uh, it's the OTC, so it's the over-the-counter exchange. You can go up and, and uh, it's kind of like informal formal, where you have an account and then you say what you want and what you have, and other people do the same, and then you connect that way. Yeah. Jacob, other well, thoughts? I, I heard Ian talking about it last night or a couple nights ago. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to invest. It's only like $11 a Bitcoin right now, right? Around Get that. in, because it's going to be 110 before you know it. It's so. about 980 yeah, right I now. Like, I, I don't I know if Mark knows exactly what he's talking about. This is a about. prediction. Mark, uh, his predictions are as valuable as anyone else's predictions. Right. I'd like to point yeah, that out. Uh, they could go down, in theory, right? So we have to uh, sure acknowledge that. Uh, anyway. Bitcoins are built to appreciate, though. So, I mean, for us, at least, as a business, and for I know a lot of people who invest in Bitcoin, it's like do or die. Either Bitcoins will go up, or they're planning on losing all their money. Um, if Bitcoin goes down, of course, you should never you know, throw all of your money in Bitcoin, I would never say to, you, know, you should always keep your, all your eggs in, in different baskets and diversify your portfolio. Sure. But Another I mean, with play, Bicoin, have you heard of Xcoins at all? It's like a, compete, a competition to Bitcoins where like it has more uh, coins they push out. I heard of that like a couple years ago. It was it's a f- coins. Yeah, IO coin and IX coin are forks of Bitcoin. So they're basically people oh. who said, we like Bitcoin, but we think we can make it better. It's open source soft, software. Exactly. Because it's open source software, you can kind of start your own blockchain. So, so hold on. Would that uh, When you say it's a fork of Bitcoin, does that mean they're different than Bitcoins? So are they still included in the, the Bitcoin fork network? Fork. They're like they're mutated Bitcoins. Interesting. They're different. i got to talk to you about this credit card. Jacob, thanks for the call tonight, man. appreciate hearing right, from you. 855-450-FREE. Uh, I've never heard of those two, and I, I wonder what their, you know, the market penetration is compared to uh, Bitcoin. Not Nothing. much. Not much. All right, so uh, 855-450-3733. The Bitcoin credit card. Talk a little bit more about that. Come yes. up. Take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. They are completely free. So once again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, one of the ways you can support this radio program is by shopping with Free Talk Live. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to Amazon. Click into the Amazon that's right for you. There's Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada. Click on the right one, get your shopping done, get the stuff you want, get the stuff you need, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. All you have to do is start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. So you'll get everything you're looking for, and you'll help Free Talk Live at the same time. Now, we're here live in Manhattan at the uh, grand opening party, uh, for lack of a better term, 
of uh, BidInstant.com. They've opened up some offices here in uh, in Manhattan, kind of known as the financial district of, uh, of uh, certainly the United States, if not the, a good portion Ground of the world. Ground zero. Uh, this is a good place to be if you're going to be in the business of money. And, uh, and Bitcoins are money in a way that no money that we've ever experienced has ever been before. It's brand new. It's breaking new ground every single, uh, you know, as, as time goes on, every month there's something fresh, there's something exciting, something new going on with Bitcoin. I know, Mark, you're jazzed about the Bitcoin debit card, and you really want to talk to Charlie Shrem about it. He is the CEO of BitInstant.com, also the co-founder. And, Charlie, uh, you're gracious enough to take time out of this party here where you've got a, a, a whole office full of people. 40, 50 uh, people here. Yeah, to sit down and talk with us, and I appreciate that. And do you mind feeling a few more phone calls before Mark gets to his question? I love phone calls. All right, let's do that. Let's talk to uh, Stoner on the line in Wichita. You're on <laughs> Free Talk Live. You're laughing like you, you're, you're, you're laughing like you know something about that, Charlie. What's a stoner? What? Yeah, right. Stoner, you're on Free Talk Live with uh, Charlie Shrem from Pit Instant. Uh, well, well, I'm not really a stoner. I, I'm stoner, but thank you anyways. But uh, I have a question about uh, Litecoins or Litcoins, and if the makers of Bitcoin actually incorporated them to compete with the, with the Bitcoin, as in like bringing in silver to their gold. Well, I don't know enough about Litecoins. Uh, I mean, Charlie, obviously you're not dealing with Litecoins, right, with uh, with BitInstant.com. Are you familiar with them? It's Litecoins, just like the other uh, versions of, like, IOCoin and, and IXCoin, NewCoin, NameCoin, SolidCoin, they're all, like... Groups of, of people who said, you know, we love Bitcoin, but we think that we should change this or change that. Mm-hmm. Now, because Bitcoin, you can't go back and change history. You can't rewrite history um, because, you know, you can't go back and say, all right, forget one, 21 million coins. We're going to go print more. It's going to change the whole dynamic of Bitcoin. These guys decided because Bitcoin's open source software, they can take it and start up a new one. Now, they're going to start up a new one. They're not going to call it Bitcoin 2.0. They're going to call it IOCoin or NewCoin. So all of these kind of forks are different experiments around Bitcoin. And you never know if there's a, a tragic flaw of Bitcoin and one of these other coins, I guess, patched it or, or made it better, then everyone can start using those new ones and rather and you know leave Bitcoin. It'd have to be a real tragic flaw. Though, yeah, it'd have to be a really a tragic. At this point, um, you know, your Bitcoins are worth $10 a piece. People are going to work hard to repair whatever that flaw is in the open source software. There's there's $100 million worth of Bitcoins in the world today that, right. that are, like, owned by people. How, how many millions of dollars worth of Litecoins are there? It's like $10. $10 worth of Litecoins. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they've got to start somewhere, and who knows? You know, maybe they will manage to outcompete uh, Bitcoin. But Bitcoin's established, I mean, as far as the world of digital currency, yeah. uh, Bitcoin's established at this point. And, uh, Stoner, I don't know if we've answered your question. No, I mean, uh, I was just wondering, as, as you're bringing new applications for Bitcoin, if you're going to allow uh, these other companies that are, ne- I guess, competing, would be also to incorporate their source, their source of business into the same application. Well, one point of clarification. Uh, I don't know about Litecoin, but I know there's no company behind Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't have some sort of agency or organization uh, that is, you know, incorporated or anything like that. It's a, it's a you know, a, it's an open source project yeah, that no owner can work on. 
There's no owner okay. of Bitcoin. Um, these groups that are starting these new ones are just like groups of five or six people or one or two people, and they're starting. They're doing what Satoshi did, but what Satoshi did was different. It was it was just him or him being a group of people. We don't really know. No one knows who Satoshi is. Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin. Satoshi created a Bitcoin. He handed it over to a, a group of core developers when he when he realized it was off of the ground, and he disappeared. And and why he did that, no one really knows. Um, but I think that he did that because he wanted to Bitcoin to grow without his intervention. Well, he right, without having like this kind of cult of personality come up around it. Exactly. So much. He didn't want people to say like, "Oh, Satoshi wanted this. Satoshi wanted that. Satoshi is going to push Bitcoin in this direction. Satoshi is greedy." Satoshi stepped back as soon as Bitcoin was able to stand on its own two feet and let and let it run its course. And Satoshi's likely a nom de plume or a yeah. pseudonym of somebody who's he may may still be involved, but is not choose is you know, uh, is humble enough to, to choose not to make this, I will be in charge of bitcoins. Or he's scared or terrified. I mean, if you started a currency that hundreds of thousands of people around the world are using, would you be scared? Well, you, you could, because, I mean, places there's places around the world where they don't, including the United States, frankly, where they don't want, uh, you know, cu- competition to currency. This is a huge threat to the status quo, to the financial system as uh, as we know it today. Stoner, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Jim is uh, on the line here listening in Florida. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Charlie from BitInstant.com. Hey, yes, uh, great topic. I've got two questions for you. The first question is, is there a book that someone could buy, you know, on Amazon, uh, you know, that would kind of give you the A to Z of how this whole Bitcoin deal works? I mean, the, Bitcoin for dummies. Stuff. Don't even say that because we're literally in talks with the Four Dummies company. Um, <laughs> John Wiley and Son. Like you're coming. Yeah, John Wiley and Son, um, um, based out of New Jersey, own the Dummies franchise. And we reached out to them, and, and Eric, uh, who was on here before, we have like 10 of the, their books. They sent us samples, and we're either going to like, we're going to write it or they're going to write it, but oh, cool. there is one happening in the near future. Okay, yeah, because I mean, this is a lot, a lot to grasp. I'm, I just, it is. Now, the second question is um, I don't know what the difference is between your currency and other currencies that the U.S. government has shut down. And this is something that's been confusing to me. Uh, over the years, you'll hear about someone that comes out with a currency and all of a sudden that person is, is deemed a criminal and they're mm-hmm. in jail. And then other people have currencies. Like, for example, Ithaca, New York has their own like local currency that they use. This is becoming very uh, popular as a form of barter. How do you stay on the other side of that line where you're going to be able to not be a criminal and the government isn't going to try and shut down what you're doing? So it's it's important to understand that that BitInstant, our company, we're not the owners of Bitcoin. We just operate as a as a clearinghouse between dollars and Bitcoin and Bitcoins and dollars. No one actually owns Bitcoin. Um, but the, to answer your question, um, eGold is exactly what you're talking about. eGold or, or ePassport is a eGold was a was a currency that he started, and this guy um, who owned it and had it for for years running, um, but. Ponzi schemes developed out of it, scams developed out of it, and the government decided to shut it down, which was very easy for them. All they had to do is knock on Mr. Eagle's door and said, you know, we're closing you up. The, the beauty of Bitcoin is that there, there's no one person. I don't no know if, door. There's no door to knock on. I don't know if you're familiar with, with, with file sharing, but just like they can never shut down Kazaa, LimeWire, Napster, why? Why can they never shut those companies down? File sharing will always exist because there's no one company that runs file sharing. As long as there's two people willing to accept Bitcoin, Bitcoin will survive. 
Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Jim, thanks for the call tonight. Right. appreciate hearing from you. And it is a good question, and it's really important to realize it's one of the reasons why Bitcoin is so valuable is because it can't be targeted to be taken out by some sort of government raid. I remember when I got into the world of alternative currencies, so it was in the early part of uh, you know, the, the, the first part of this, uh, this century, uh, with the Liberty Dollar. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it was the, the most successful alternative currency that the country had seen up until that point. Uh, it was gold and silver, uh, and in some cases, actual warehouse receipts, which could have been exchanged for the the gold and silver that was indicated on that warehouse receipt. The receipts were beautiful. They were well-designed. And he actually had the gold in, in a warehouse somewhere. Actually did, yeah. and the government knew that, and they came to the warehouse, and they put, you know... All raided. They pulled, there know, was a door. There was a door to knock on. The yeah, problem guns, is doors. They pointed guns at the people <laughs> at the warehouse, and the people at the warehouse turned over all that gold and silver to the uh, the people in the, calling themselves the state. They then brought uh, Bernard von Nothaus up on counterfeiting charges, and he was convicted by a jury of his so-called peers. Is still awaiting sentencing now. has been awaiting sentencing for something like 16 months, wow. and his facing 23 years in federal prison. He's At in his 60s. At which point they'll close the door behind him. But he's he had good 60s. intentions for it. Yeah, and he's going to die in prison if he uh, if he gets sentenced to anything close to those 23 years. And all he did was create a valuable currency that you know was backed by silver and that people were using. There was something like $10 million worth of them in, in circulation. That can't happen to Bitcoin. It's just not even a possibility because of the way it works. It's open source. There's no company. There's no one man to go and target. No group of men or anything like that. Charlie, we haven't had a chance to talk about the uh, the debit Bit card. Instant debit can card. You, can you stick with us into the third hour? I'm not going anywhere, don't worry. Right. Charlie Shrem is here with us uh, from bitinstant.com. And, of course, we'll take your calls as well. Plus, one of the original uh, programmers behind Bitcoin is sitting in the room with us. Uh, we'll talk to him, too. More coming up. It's Free Talk. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls Your Birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy all the features that we have there waiting for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. And we've got a special guest with us here. Uh, we're actually broadcasting live 
from the offices, the brand new offices of bitinstant.com. We're in Manhattan tonight, uh, which is very unusual that we will leave <laughs> New Hampshire, but we're here. And uh, Charlie Shrem is the CEO, also uh, co-founder of bitinstant.com. We, of course, have talked about BitInstant a number of times uh, over the last uh, several months on Free Talk Live. It's a great resource for folks who are looking to get some Bitcoins. Uh, they make it easy. You can literally go to 700,000 plus locations in uh, three countries at the moment, but that's going to be expanding soon. Uh, they're available in the U.S., in Brazil, and Russia at the moment. Uh, so for me, I've done it at CVS and Walmart. Uh, you can also go to various different banks uh, across the country. And, Most of the major ones. Uh, deposit things yeah, the top there. Four. Yep, and uh, so it makes it really easy to get your hands on Bitcoin. Of course, we've been talking about why someone would want to do that, what uh, is so useful and valuable about Bitcoin. And uh, just to briefly recap, Charlie, uh, we had Eric on, who is uh, another one of the guys here from BitInstant, uh, your director of communications, uh, marketing and communications. And uh, so since it's been two hours since we asked the question, we've always got new people tuning in. For our new listeners that are just now tuning in, what's a Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the first worldwide global decentralized currency, meaning no one owns it and no one can hold your funds. No one can, can tell you what to do. It's literally your money. And it is traded on a free market where the government can't control interest rates and they can't print more money to make your money that you're holding less valuable. Um, nothing, None of that can happen. And it's borderless payments. And it's the future. It's a global monetary evolution. It's also, besides being a currency, it is a in, its, in and of itself a bank, ah, banking system, too. That's very important to mention. I, I totally forgot. It's it's also a banking infrastructure. I'm oh, sorry. A monetary infrastructure, whereas you can send bitcoins from one person to another person around the world with no middlemen. And you can also store them yourself. So, store them yourself. You know, the, it's your money. The, the problem with, uh, you know, say, dollars, one of the problems with dollars is that uh, the government tells the banks what they can and can't do. You're not allowed to give away toasters, but you can do, you know, this other thing. Whatever they tell the banks they can do, so they control the whole banking business. Whereas with Bitcoins, you you can, can store your Bitcoins uh, any way you want. Or, yep. I mean, you're, you're on, your, in, on your own computer. It's really cool because, like, I'll put up $1,000 worth of Bitcoins on my app, on my iPhone app. Um, there, there are a bunch of iPhone apps, Android apps, computer applications for, for Mac and for Windows. And I use Bitcoin Spinner for my phone. Yep, it's a great I use, one. I use uh, blockchain.info. I use blockchain.info also. Oh, um, you can do that. There are, there are ways to store and use and send and receive Bitcoins for, for all platforms. And, and anyway, you can even do it on paper because the Bitcoin at the end is really just a... A, a private key that is attached to a, a public key and and what makes your private key your ownership is that the the public key which is your address can only be derived from that private key but the private key can't be derived from the public key so as long as you've got that private key you've got the the lock to you've got the access to exactly because two people can say all right i own these bitcoins but the person who has the private key through cryptographic hashes which i personally don't even understand you can derive the public address from that key so um, you can you can prove ownership that way. So we're here at uh, the offices of BitInstant.com. We've been fielding phone calls throughout the evening uh, tonight. Of course, the phones are open. You don't have to call just about Bitcoins. We'll still take your calls about anything. But obviously, if you've got a question about Bitcoin, we've got the experts here uh, in the studio with us tonight uh, from BitInstant.com. Now, Mark, you're, you're jazzed up, as I am as well, uh, about this new Bitcoin debit card. And uh, you wanted to ask right. some questions about so the, that? Uh, Charlie, 
the bid instant debit card will allow uh, people to, um, you know, the, uh, do the purchases with bitcoins that they couldn't do before. Exactly. Um, so I've he- been hearing about this thing. We've been, uh, you know, I've heard uh, rumblings. I wasn't able to talk too deeply about it in the past, but I hear that there's this uh, the, the, this credit card or this debit card that's supposed to be coming out. You're supposed to be able to charge it with bitcoins. But I've also seen articles on the internet um, here recently that says, no, that's not true. It's not coming out. So can you clear it up? Bit instant debit card. What's happening? Well, yeah, this is actually my fault because to get to get a debit card launched, there are a lot of parties involved, a lot of people involved, and it costs a heck of a lot of money to do it. Okay, um, and it takes it takes I would say minimum half a year to do this. Uh, we've been working on it for an, an extremely long time, and this is totally my fault. I kind of jumped the gun and got a little excited. I was talking to a bunch of people on a, on a web chat at like 3 in the morning of their night, not thinking that anyone was listening to me. <laughs> Welcome kinda, to the Internet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of started talking about it in a, in a little more detail than I should have been, and I went to sleep. Next thing I know, it, it's on the front page of Derman Der Spiegel and Israeli um, newspapers, and we're on the front. We're on CNN, and we were on uh, The Daily. We're on Engadget twice in the past two out in the past uh, just two days at worldwide press um and this force <laughs> this force mastercard to release a statement saying whoa 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 we don't even know who bit instant is um mm-hmm. and w- what we had to do is come out with our own statement uh this morning saying well um mastercard actually never has direct relationships with any of these companies that issue cards like okay pay and payoneer and companies that that want to issue debit cards for their employees or for rewards what happens is you need to get an, an issuing bank or or banks to sign up with you that's just one party that's involved there there are card uh, programmers you need to get on board you need to get a a card printer so there's only a limited amount of companies in the in the country that actually print these cards and mastercard is the last step so once you have all of all of your cards ready to go and you have um the bank is approved and you have the anti-money laundering standards down and you have um the card design ready to go you have to submit the card design to mastercard because it's their logo on at the end of the day and then once they say okay you're good to go you can print your cards and you can start selling them and issuing them but mastercard is not actually doing anything they don't have any involvement in this it's the bank who does everything at the end of the day so mastercard came out with a statement they said yes we do work with other um companies that do virtual currencies and we will work with, with any company that wants to apply to us and follow us the standards but to this date we haven't heard from from bit instant um, the reason for that is because we simply haven't gotten to that stage yet which is probably three four weeks away okay so bit so the debit card's coming out yeah it's coming we have design ready we have two banks on board which is super exciting because the banks that we work with um they said all right you can you can launch this card but it's just u.s based and i said well it kind of gets the whole point of that is that we want borderless payments we want international system so we had to get another bank out of the country to sign on board and both countries had to agree with each other and say, all right, we'll work with each other to be able to launch an international debit card that works in European pin card machines and with those chips mm-hmm. on them and everything. So let me ask about how this thing's going to work. So I'm excited as I could possibly be about this. This card, now, will you load it with bitcoins, and then when you swipe the card, it transfers the bitcoins into whatever the currency is that you need it to be transferred into at that moment in time? Or how does it work? So there's a, a QR code on the card, which you can scan with your with your um, Bitcoin app, and there's also your Bitcoin address listed on the card. Um, it's that Bitcoin address is is um, tied to that account on the card. 
So we're still un- unsure of how the, exactly the software is going to work, but it, it'll either be as soon as you scan the card, the code and send Bitcoins to the card, you've got to do two things. It'll be immediately converted. Uh, you can do a timed co- conversion. We'll either do an option where within the next hour we'll buy it at the cheapest price, or if the banks agree, which kind of is difficult because they have to go into the, into their software, it'll be when you swipe the card. Um, that would be amazing if that was possible. Yeah, so the way we can do that is by, by kind of backtracking and saying, all right, you have you have these Bitcoins that you already sent us that are already attached to the card, and then once a day will convert it all to USD after the fact that you actually did your transactions. So um, the it costs money to transfer. Uh, it, it costs money to change money from one currency to another. What's the exchange rate going to be on the uh, on the debit card? That's important. So for for US to for for bitcoins to US, it's going to be between one and two percent, probably like one point four nine percent. One and a half percent. Yeah, about one and a half percent. And the beauty of it is that there there'll be very low ATM fees. There'll be extremely low currency conversion fees. There won't be any currency conversion fees if you're doing for dollars. Um, and what you can do is load your bitcoins to the card, travel anywhere in the world, and really have one currency instead of having 15 different currencies. And you'll save a hell of a lot of money on, on doing all those currency conversions. That's exciting. All right. So uh, I know we're going to know more about this as it gets closer to release. Uh, certainly, Charlie, keep in touch. I, I know you will. Uh, Charlie Shrem, <laughs> the uh, CEO of BitInstant.com. More coming up here from Matt. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and we're live from Manhattan here at the BitInstant.com studios. Uh, we've set up our studio here in their offices as they're having uh, their kind of grand opening party. They just opened up an office here in Manhattan, BitInstant.com, really important site that allows you to get some Bitcoins uh, for probably the first time if you've never done it before. So they make it easy over at BitInstant.com. Now, uh, of course, you have to get the Bitcoin software. That's available through Bitcoin.org, and it's available for... Uh, various different operating systems uh, it's a, it's also on uh, so you can also have bitcoin clients on your uh, your smartphone as well so it's an amazing system an amazing uh, currency and we've just been talking about it all throughout the night tonight of course you can bring up anything that you want 855-450 free that's 855-450-3733 uh, and mark of course uh, is joining me here in the studio we also have a third microphone where all manner of interesting folks will uh, have been talking with us throughout the evening and we've got a, a different guest here uh, on the line who kind of goes back, I guess, what, to the beginning or close to it. Uh, Gavin is with us here on the third mic. Make sure you lean in nice and close there uh, when you talk. Good evening. Hey, good to talk to you again. Gavin, you, uh, you've you been on the phone with us before, but uh, and we've met you in person previously. You actually came up to Keene, and we had lunch together and talked about Bitcoin, and that was before we really had a grasp on uh, what it was all about. And you did, I think, We were great... skeptical early on, I think. Yeah. Well, I was skeptical early on, too, i got to say. Well, I you should be, right? Skeptical. Yeah, you should, absolutely. And so you kind of answered some 
some uh, some objections and some questions that we had, and you did a great job communicating what uh, what Bitcoin was really all about. And uh, what is your history with Bitcoin? Because I know you go pretty far back. Yeah. Uh, Are you Satoshi Nakamoto? I am not Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> Say no. it again. I am not Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> all right. There is a not in there. So you're not it's part of important. Satoshi Nakamoto. Like you, you're in the group calling them so Satoshi Nakamoto. No, I am not. Okay. Um, All right. Do you so, know Satoshi? <laughs> I, I have only ever communicated with Satoshi via email and on the public Bitcoin forums. That's the only communication I've ever had with him. I have not met him in person, and I don't know who he is. Is he still around? I have not heard from him in, in over a year. Interesting. Is so, Satoshi you know, a male name? In Japan, I think Satoshi is actually the surname, so it's like the last name. Okay. So Nakamoto? I might be, I'm probably wrong about All that. All right. So he kind of created the initial uh, Bitcoin, was it uh, the, the, the the concept? What did he put out there initially? He 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 came up with the idea. So he he had the he had the, you know, technical breakthrough that made it possible to do a distributed virtual currency. Um the first anybody heard from him was uh, some postings he made to a cryptography mailing list. You know, cryptography is this geeky computer, you know, yeah, it's, it's a hobby stuff. for people smarter than I. <laughs> exactly. And it was a hobby for me. Um, he, he actually wrote all of the Bitcoin software. It's, he, said, he has said he, it took him about two years to write it. So he actually wrote the software. He said, you know, he didn't. He wasn't convinced that it would work until he actually wrote the software and saw that it actually could work in practice. Um, and then in January of 2009... He released it as an open source software project and started generating bitcoins and invited anybody in the world, um, which at that point were probably, you know, three or four or five people on that cryptography mailing list to help him, you know, figure out if if the system would actually work, work out any bugs Mm -hmm. and, you know, start trading in this uh, in this currency. So from January 09 to January 11, it just kind of. Laid there and be bopped around. Kind of. I actually, uh, I first heard about it in May of 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't hear about Bitcoin so until... 18 months. It had 18 months of development before you got it into it. It did. And was... when, when I first heard about it, um, the first Bitcoin exchange where you could actually exchange Bitcoins for dollars, I didn't realize, but it, it, it had opened literally like a couple weeks before I heard about it. Hmm. Um, and I was one of the first... I can actually go back and see the trade that I made um, for 10,000 Bitcoins for 50 bucks. Um, to fund the, wow. the, the, the half a penny a piece. To Somebody fund help me. Help half me. a penny. Half so a when, penny. You, when you got into Bitcoin, they were half a penny each. You could buy them for half a penny each. Now they're each. $10 a piece. They are, yeah, about $10 a piece. Um, wow. And... and I bought 10,000 Bitcoins and then started giving them away. Right. I remember when we first uh, met uh, for lunch, you were telling us about the Bitcoin faucet, which yep. is your creation. It still exists, as I understand it. It does still exist. Uh, Bitcoin faucet dot... It's uh, actually uh, has a weird URL. If you if you ask Google Mr. It. Google, yeah, Google Bitcoin Bi- faucet. Bitcoin faucet, and it used to give out. What was it originally? A Bitcoin or five Bitcoins? Five Bitcoins. Yeah. Used to just you, you used to be able to download the Bitcoin software, go to the Bitcoin faucet, and uh, you could get your first five Bitcoins totally free from Gavin. Basically, you were just giving away well two and a half cents a at the time, right? And now, now that's what are you giving away? Still a fra- about two and a half cents. What are you giving away? A fraction? Of, I'm I'm giving away point zero zero five Bitcoins. <laughs> Again, two and a half cents. It turns out two or three cents is about the maximum you can give away without having hackers kind of 
figure out ways of getting around the you know interesting small number of bitcoins per person. Got it. That's that's amazing. So what was it about bitcoins that got you on board? Why did you get excited? Well, I'd, I'd had a interest in in economics, just kind of an amateur interest in in economics and how our economic system works. Um, you know, I'd listened to Free Talk Live and and learned a lot more about economics and thought a lot about economics. So that From was us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from our college. And, and 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 you know, from my independent research too. Uh, okay, good. And callers, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Um, they're probably no, no. I'm. I shouldn't insult your callers. That now, would be bad. Uh, uh, what I, I want to know about Bitcoins is, um, you know, you... So there have been some ups and downs with Bitcoins. There was the MyBitcoin.com uh, online bank that uh, the guy basically took the money and ran. Or lost the money and ran. We're not sure. Yep. Something happened with him. Yep. Um, there was the point when Bitcoins shot up to $30 and then crashed down to about a buck and a half. Yep. Um, there was... There, there, there have been a couple of incidences uh, recently... There's this uh, situation with a, a, uh, an, a, a an investment banker named Pirate, who um, apparently is uh, offering Yarr. people six percent on their money a week, and uh, I, I guess a lot of people. He's got a half a million bitcoins invested with him. Allegedly, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, so the allegedly, okay. And so the market's a little been a little haywire in the last week or so. Um, what? Why, why is the market haywire with bitcoins? It was as high as almost fifteen fifteen dollars uh, per bitcoin and then down to seven and a half so I mean yeah this weekend there was a crazy swing why um, uh, supply uh, demand supply demand well yeah and and I mean you know and frankly you know all the big if, if if you look at kind of the market cap of Bitcoin you just take the number of bitcoins that are out there and multiply by the price at ten dollars a bitcoin it's about a hundred million dollars right which mm. sounds like a whole heck of a lot of money um, but really, in the grand scheme of money, that's Nothing. not a whole heck yeah. of a lot of money. Change. So There's anybody going to be ever be twenty one million bitcoins? Exactly. Yeah. And if you if, if you think about for a second twenty one million dollars, I mean, my town can't survive on that kind of money. So um, I mean, bitcoins are going to be uh, fractionalized, uh, you know, way on down the line at some point or another. But if, assuming they, they stick around, and so I guess um, it, what what does this fluctuation mean to you? And are bitcoins going to stick around? Uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I mean, I, I've given up predicting what Bitcoin prices are going to do. Mm-hmm. How can um, you? you really? Is, no one's ever done this before. Yeah. To me, it was an awesome time to buy Bitcoins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, long term, I think they will become more valuable because you know, there's a limited supply of them. Everybody knows what the supply is. It's nice and steady. There's been know. four years and no no Hexor has been able to crack it, right? Right. And who yes. can crack it? I, this is what I want to know. I want to know if the government turns all of its computers on Bitcoin, can they crack it? All right, hang on. We can get to that answer here in a moment. Uh, Gavin is with us, and uh, he can answer your questions, too. We've got a lot of great, uh, really wise Bitcoin folk around, because we're here at the BitInstant.com offices, brand new in Manhattan, 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin Poker at SealsWithClubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at SealsWithClubs.eu. Great play rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at SealsWithClubs.eu. No seals were harmed in the making of this advertisement. We'll be right back. 
Free Talk Live. We're here in Manhattan tonight doing an unusually live show from another location. Normally we do them uh, only in New Hampshire at the uh, Liberty Forum and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So this is actually our first time since back in the day of uh, just being a local show in Sarasota, Florida. The last time we did a remote broadcast anywhere outside of New Hampshire was when we were living in Florida at uh, New College back when we were on an AM station. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so this is the first time, so it's it's interesting, and it's great to be here at uh, BitInstant.com's headquarters now in Manhattan with uh, a, a whole office full of people. They're all having a good time uh, with one another and chatting about all manner of geeky things and who knows what else, because we're not privy to those conversations. We're here doing this radio show where we get to have conversations with interesting folks, and we've uh, been pretty Bitcoin-focused tonight for obvious reasons. Of course, your calls are welcome about anything that might happen to be on your mind. Our number is 855 and, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive in a variety of different ways. We have our webcam. Unfortunately, tonight uh, you won't be able to watch us because we're uh, live on location. But the chat room's still going. The audio's still on the webcam. And you can go to cam.freetalklive.com any other time, and you'll see us there when we're in our LRN.fm studios. So once again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's completely free. Now, we're with Gavin, who is uh, one of the, I guess, original programmers is in uh, accurate. You said you didn't come on with Bitcoin until 2010. Yep. And uh, when did Bitcoin officially launch? Was, was it 09, 08? When, when it was, was January of 2009. Uh, Satoshi launched the blockchain, which means he actually started generating Bitcoins and did it in a very public way. Well, I mean, in, in, in cryptographic forms. In cryptographic public. forms, public way. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, when, when, you're, when you're doing something as crazy as, you know, trying to launch this brand new kind of money, nobody was listening, right? Sure. So, right. Just another kook on the internet. Exactly. With crazy there's software. People, there's people using the open source Bitcoin software to launch all kinds of money right now, and nobody cares. The, uh, we were just talking about them the Litecoin, the uh, XO coin, uh, the IO coin, and all these other coins. And, you know, nobody cares because they don't think they're going to go anywhere. And, you know, Bitcoin, I guess, um, you know, one of the, the values to it, and, and all these other coins have the value too. They just don't have the, uh, the continuity that uh, Bitcoin has. But one of the values of Bitcoin early on was essentially it's, I guess, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's a math problem that can't be solved. Is that about right? Yeah, it's a math problem that can't be broken, that can't, you know, there, there's, as, as far as we know, there are no chinks in the Bitcoin armor. You know, the, the system is designed to be basically self-correcting in terms of the number of Bitcoins that come into the system. Um, the other half of the equation that is really brilliant is just all of the incentives are are, are correct. So if yeah. you if you if you have bitcoins, you know you are encouraged to do all the right things to you know keep those bitcoins valuable, you know, including things like report problems that you might see in the software. Now, um, which is open source, so anyone can audit the software at any time. So any any paranoia that somebody has about well, what if the people that are making the software are just trying to rob us? Well, you can go if you know software and actually audit it and look at it and make sure that's not true. Exactly, and if you don't know software, you could hire somebody to sure. you know look at it for you. And, and there are plenty of people who I imagine have gone in there, including yourself, who have uh, taken a look at this. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I was very skeptical, like I said, when I started. But you know, I have the technical skills that I could go and look at the software and convince myself, you know, this is not a scam. You know, this is this is real. Conceivably, bitcoins could be a very bad thing for purveyors of uh, fiat currency. Um, among those being the United States government um, and any other government, frankly. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be the United States government. I just think of them as a very wealthy government. Um, 
if for whatever reason they wanted to bring down Bitcoin, and you've had a chance to think about this, how would they go about doing it? Right? They don't seem to have any interest in it right now, but how would they go about doing it, and could they do it? But you want me to be evil and think of, you know, if I wanted to destroy Bitcoin, what would I do? I, I guess. Sure. I mean, you have actually some kind of magic key to Bitcoins that I'd, I'd like to talk to you about in a minute, but um, I, you know, other than that, other than that magic key. Um, you know, technically, I don't think they will attack it technically because, like I said, technically, I don't think there are really any chinks in the armor. You know, when I first it's a big thick wall. When I first started thinking about it, I thought there's got to be some problem, some you know thing that wasn't thought about. Um, but a lot of really smart people have looked at it from a technical point of view, and it's been solid. I mean, what you know, there there have been bugs. The bugs get fixed, but you know, the, the design of the system has really been solid. All so right. I'm freaked out. What do you, what is this magic key? What is that supposed well, to mean? <laughs> I think that there's some kind. As I understand it, uh, Satoshi turned over some kind of uh, thing to to Gavin. Is that right? There there is an alert key which okay. lets me. That's the term I heard. Which lets me send messages that appear in everybody's Bitcoin software and actually use that. Whoa. For the first time uh, a few months ago, because there was a serious bug um, in the Bitcoin software, and we wanted everybody to upgrade. And so we actually sent out an alert to all the old versions of the software that said, there's a serious bug, you should upgrade. Wow. Um, okay. But that's the only thing that the key does. It doesn't okay. let me, it doesn't give me any other that's, special that, privileges. That's a great question. And um, you know, that, that's you know, what I wanted to know about uh, the, the, the key being done. And you know, at this point, like we've said, the, the government doesn't seem to have any interest in, in bringing down Bitcoins. As a matter of fact, you've spoken to the CIA about this, is that right? I gave a talk at the CIA. Last year, how'd yeah. that go? What was that like? How did they? Well, how did you get invited in the first place? <laughs> the CIA has never invited me anywhere. <laughs> well, it was glad. <laughs> uh, well, it was an awkward. I expect to be invited by them with a bag over my head. It was an awkward first phone call for them. Actually, they they, they called me and said, "Hi, we're InQtel, which is actually this. Um, you can think of them as a venture capital I'm, I'm company for the CIA." <laughs> IN-Q-TEL, um, and their, their, their purpose is to find interesting technologies that the CIA or other intelligence agencies might be interested in using and then fund them to further the research and then get that technology used um, by the CIA or the NSA or the FBI or whoever, you know. So the so, Bitcoins could be really a useful tool for spies. They could be. I mean, you know, if you think if you need to pay a spy in some foreign country... You know, sending them a letter with uh, some bitcoins encoded in it somehow might be a very nice way of, uh, you know, transferring the cash. Um, we did not talk about that. You know, they they don't say what they're thinking. They're very tight. Yeah, I imagine that they're, they're not um, So they invited you to some kind of a conference. Yeah, there was essentially a little mini conference. They put on a little conference every year where they try to try to expose the CIA to new ideas because there's a lot of groupthink there, like yeah. any other big government. Bureaucracy, you know, getting new ideas. Mini conference. How many people were attending this? Do you think? Uh, there are probably two or three hundred people okay. from the intelligence community, and it wasn't just the CIA. It was yeah, other people, and I have no idea. They didn't tell me what the mix of people NSA, from other FBI, yeah, who knows, Defense right. Department. I don't know. Secret Service. Um, but I was one of several speakers, so there were other people. The, the 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 theme of that year's conference was the mobility of money. You know, transferring money all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so there's somebody from PayPal. There's somebody from Facebook Credits, which has gone away. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody from the Federal Reserve, uh, who was actually surprisingly supportive of Bitcoin. I was interesting. Quite, uh, uh, interested to talk to him, um, and somebody from uh, M-Pesa, which is a really interesting uh, currency that's happening over in Africa. Hmm. 
Actually, it's not a currency. It's a, a payment system using cell phones. But Yeah, I, I know that they use a lot of cell phone uh, stuff going on in, in Africa, and I'm not entirely sure what uh, you know how that works. Let's go to the phones here. We've got Eric on the line in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. And by the way, where are you calling from in Michigan, Eric? Um, it's outside of Flint, Grand Blank, Michigan. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, um, I uh, happened to discover, of all, of all people, a, a minister out of Texas, a Waxahachie, Texas. Uh, he's got a publication called Newswatch Magazine. And so I called in to get a free one-year subscription. And... Uh, the was it the March of 2012 is when it began, and this happened to be about alternative currency and the history of uh, world currency, and uh, quite fascinating. And uh, they got into uh, the fact that the Rothschild family uh, has been behind every central bank in the world. Well, they're not behind uh, the Bitcoins. I don't know where you're going with this, but hang on. I don't know, but that's on. true. Let's ask Gavin when we'll, we get back. We'll bring back uh, Eric here in a moment. I'm not sure where, where he's going with this. 855-450-3733. You can take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. We're here live in Manhattan from the offices of BitInstant.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Good to see you. Mark shouting into his microphone. We're on the air. We're here. <laughs> Live in Manhattan at bidinstant.com's brand new offices. Uh, it's great to be here. Gra- uh, glad we had the opportunity to come down and uh, meet some of the you know the movers and the shakers in the world of uh, Bitcoin. And there's a whole office full of them that we haven't had a chance to meet yet. We've been in here doing this radio show the whole time. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything, even in the remaining moments. There's enough time for you and your thoughts. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. And, of course, here with you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. Uh, join us over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we have waiting for you there. A variety of different ways for you to get interactive with the program, including you get to actually create the content for the site. So you can go to freetalklive.com and submit different things to it. Maybe you found something online that you want to share with our listeners. Maybe it's something important, something funny, something that you enjoy. You just submit it as show prep, and then it will appear on our upcoming stories page. At that point, anybody who's new to the site or anybody who's visiting the site can go to the upcoming stories page and vote on those. You can vote up or down, and the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air, and uh, more listeners are also likely to see it. So even if we don't talk about it, it'll be seen by more eyeballs. Uh, you can go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, like everything on our site. That feature is free. So once again, freetalklive.com. We're taking your calls about what's on your mind, uh, and then, uh, Mark, uh, you're going to do a Bitcoin
Bitcoin transaction live on the air. Hopefully, we'll see what that's all about. Uh, but Eric is with us in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live, listening outside of Flint. You were pointing something out about uh, bankers like the Rothschilds, and I'm not sure where you were going with that. So I wanted to make sure you had a chance to uh, to get it out there. Go ahead. Thank you, guys. I had to collect my thoughts indeed. Uh, okay. Uh, according to the what you're doing with the bid coin is great because uh, it says in this report there's now uh, over 150 alternative local currencies throughout the U.S. And that's pursuant to the Coinage Act of 65 state, the federal statute, that says uh, there is no mandate requiring any private business person or organization to accept Federal Reserve uh, promissory note currency. I think you're wrong about that. I mean, I, I, look, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, legal tender laws, as I understand it, absolutely do exist, and they do mandate that those uh, notes be accepted for all debts, public and private. Well, here's what it says. In the Berkshires area of Western Mass, uh, this is according to USA Today, uh, since 2006, uh, $2.3 million worth of Berkshires have been issued in that area the Berkshire region of Western Mass. Uh, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. You're talking about the equivalent of the Ithaca Hour, and there's a variety of other versions of this hourly currency uh, that is out there. They are tied directly to the U.S. dollar, and they're just another way of transacting business with U.S. dollars, but calling them a different name, uh, essentially. They're really not that different from the U.S. dollar. So I don't think what you're giving is an example of people using something that's really different from the dollar because they're tied directly to it. All right, one last thing I'd like to say. I finally, I think, figured out if the Federal Reserve promissory note is the world's reserve currency due to its use in oil transactions, maybe that is why the U.S. military is occupying, what is it, 130 to 150 countries, according to John Cruz, the author of World Banking, World Fraud. It's probably a fraction of the reason. Uh, you know, the, the overall reason is that uh, the military benefits the military-industrial complex, of which oil is a, is a portion. And I thank you, Eric, for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, to the idea of these local uh, t- sort of hourly currencies, the Ithaca Hour was kind of the, uh, the initial most successful version of this. I was actually looking into these recently because there was another one that just came out in Colorado, it was like the the mountain or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, was researching the Ithaca Hour, and it looks like the guy who originally created the Ithaca Hour and was promote the you know the heaviest promoter, the creator of it, has left Ithaca. So the Ithaca Hour is no longer it's as dry and die in the vine. It is dying off. Uh, it is no longer as uh, prolific as uh, as it once was. And there's there's some real problems with these hours currencies. Number one problem is they're too darn local. You can't do anything outside of the uh, the area with them. I mean, and, and they're not really anything different from the U.S. dollar. I wish we could get more into that at this time, but we've got other folks on the line. Uh, but the, you know, the Bitcoin is international and Anybody who values Bitcoin around the world is going to be able to use those Bitcoins with other people who value them, whereas nobody's going to take an Ithaca hour from you if you're in Colorado. And they're not going to take them from you if you're in uh, California. So let's continue here. And they might not even take them if you're in Ithaca. Uh, But let's go to Nick, listening in St. Louis. You're on Free Talk Live. Nick. Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. Hey, what's on your mind? 
have a bit instance where I'd like to share with you. Um, one night I was listening to Free Talk Live, really high, and I decided <laughs> that's a good time to buy some bitcoins. All right. So I go to BitInstant and I, uh, you know, do everything that you have to do to uh, buy bitcoins. And uh, the next day, I, you know, deposit the money. And uh, I didn't know what I, you know, I, I didn't know what I did the night before, you know, with uh, BitInstant. And so anyway, I called the third-party company where I deposited the cash. I had no idea what was going on. And I uh, talked to the guy. They, You know, someone, a real person answered the phone, which was cool. And uh, he told me, you know, you have to uh, talk to BitInstant. And he goes, this is not a problem. I'm going to email Charlie, the president, the owner of the company, and give him your email address and your phone number, and he's going to call you back. And he was all excited that Charlie was going to call me back. And I was like, great. But uh, he uh, emailed me back, and uh, he kind of all sorted out for me. That's great. What he ended up doing was he ended up emailing me a code so I can just uh, get my um, Bitcoins from this code he emailed me. And uh, the next time, well, a few months later, I guess, I heard him on a podcast, the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And, uh, yeah, I had him on. Was, yeah, he was saying that uh, he has this new uh, tool where he can email you the code to get your Bitcoins. Which yeah, they can, thought, uh, they can put them through emails, they can do them through Facebook, they can do them through your cell phone. Very sure. cool. It sounds like you had a good customer service experience. Nick, thanks for the call. Oh, yeah. Glad that worked out for you. Appreciate it. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. Damien is on the line listening to XM's America's Talk. Damien, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm doing some research into the Bitcoin, and I was wondering, it, it seems almost like a Ponzi scheme to me, and how is it not? Good okay, question. well, a Ponzi scheme, I, you know, I guess uh, I can't see how it would be like a Ponzi scheme. Um, you know, I mean, there's a limited number of Bitcoins out there. Ponzi schemes allow you to put as much money as you want in. Um, you couldn't put as much money as you want into Bitcoin without driving up the price of Bitcoin. Ponzi schemes are also offering a incredibly large return to investors. Yeah. Bitcoin offers no return whatsoever. It's sure. it's a gamble. You don't if know. If you what... got in at 15 bucks uh, the end of last week and uh, sold on Sunday, you would have lost half your money. So I mean, bo- Ponzi schemes always always offer extra, more extra money. Right, and the Ponzi scheme counts on more people uh, getting involved at new levels of the pyramid. There's a, Bitcoin's not a pyramid setup or anything like that. It it's just supply and demand. Yeah, it doesn't resemble uh, a Ponzi scheme at all. Damien? Yeah, I'm here. I guess. I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that was my major question. It, just, it okay. seems like it's almost like a Ponzi scheme to me. I'll have to do more research on it. Yeah, definitely take a look at go. Here's what I'd recommend you do: go to weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org, and there's a great little intro video on there. And of course, you can take as deep as you want, and you can learn about how uh, the Bitcoin. Uh, you can learn. You can get all the detail you want about Bitcoins. You can learn about how it works from a technical standpoint. You can audit the software as we were talking about before. Everything's out in the open. Now there is some guy running a Ponzi scheme with Bitcoins. His name is apparently Pirate on the Bitcoin uh, talk. 
stock forums. And so, you know, buyer beware. This is money, and people are going to try to run scams right. with people uh, running with Ponzi money. schemes with every currency. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you are uh, researching. And Damien, thanks for the call. All right, I don't know if you're going to have time to pull this off. Then again, Bitcoin transactions can be fairly quick. Uh, Brian Travis is with us here. Uh, this hey guys, from New Hampshire, as we are also as part of the Free State Project, and you guys have come down here to be a part of this uh, party. You're going to sell Mark some honey here. Yes, this is honey that uh, came from my ranch, uh, my bees, and uh, I do not sell these for any kind of Federal Reserve note. You can offer me whatever you want. I'm not going to take it. But I am selling them for one Bitcoin per pound. I'm giving Mark a special deal tonight of two pounds for one Bitcoin. What a awesome. deal. And he's going to scan the QR code right now. I have done that. And I'm going to look on my phone to see if it's gotten to me over the magic of the Internet. I have sent it already, so it may or may not. Bitcoin Spinner can, can sometimes have a little lag to it, but uh, we only have a couple of seconds. But it's a I have blockchain.info, and it just came up. Yeah, Boom, there, there you go. In less than 30 seconds, we did uh, transaction. This, this honey's awesome. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order, and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that, and you have to leave here. You cannot reach have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com.